This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Van listeners, and welcome to episode 98 of the Radio Free Van podcast, a Horse Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Gonna say what's going on, Derek. How's it going, everybody? We've got powerful Scott. Gonna say what's going on, Scott. Good day to you, gentlemen. And powerful Ryan Kimmel. Gonna say what's going on, Ryan. What's happening, everybody? You know, I didn't want to imply that Derek wasn't powerful. I just like I I, no, I, I realized that we, we talked just about your this natural before. reaction just, due to his lack of just, just, powerfulness. It, it, yeah, just in your mind, I'm not powerful, Derek. <laughs> I'm just oh, it's my buddy Derek. I think it's because like I I say the word co-host, my co-host, powerful Derek is what I should be saying. You're powerful, Derek. You're just I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I, I thank you for lying to me like that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so we got a special special episode for you guys. Uh, for starters, we got powerful bees on the mic, uh, on the on the soundboard right now. She's taking care of all the sounds. So if you hear anything go crazy, DJ Beezy on the mix. It is her fault as usual. She's a good um, kitty. Don't tell her that, but she's a good kitty. <laughs> so we definitely do have a good episode for you guys lined out. It's gonna be kind of like our old format. We're kind of gonna jump back to this episode. We really need to probably jump on some Legion episodes here coming up pretty soon. What's next? Uh, the uh, the Iron Tenth. Is it the? Are we on the tenth? Yeah, tenth is next, right? Do we do Blood Angels? We did Blood Angels. Yeah, we did Blood right? Angels. Yeah, we did. Hell yeah, we did Blood Angels. What do you mean? Okay. Did you do Blood Angels? You're right. So, what do we have planned for you guys this episode? So we got our normal opening with our hobby progress. We're going to go through every episode. We're going to talk about what we've been working on this entire week since the last time we posted. Uh, then we're going to talk about some new releases, uh, aka the Termite. I don't think anything else came out that's worth worth talking about. I guess. Maybe the armager, but I mean, there's no rules for us for it. Some of the guys over there at the uh, Heresy Relive, Reborn, Reanimated podcast, Reloaded, Relo- the Heresy Reloaded podcast, they they've had some rules coming out for it. So uh, we'll yeah. we'll check back with them whenever. I didn't think it'd be hard to like compare it to other nights and then reverse engineer. We can talk about it. We can touch base yeah. on it. It's not gonna hurt anything. Uh, then we got some voicemails we're going to be going over and some emails. We had a whole bunch of questions that came in. Uh, then when we wrap up with all that, we're going to talk about the 2,500-point Mechanicum list, Legio Cybernetica, and a Black Shields list we're going to go over. Sounds uh, like a plan. Yeah, hell yeah. So who wants to start off on this uh, hobby progress talk here? I got a bunch of Nightlord shit in. So I've been uh, putting together some, what are they, some Anvilus dr- Dreadclaw drop pods, and boy, that's a fucking thing. <laughs> They're a good time. Did you magnetize them like uh, oh, the, yeah, Zach, yes. <laughs> the Zach <laughs> method? Uh, not yet. I haven't glued the like claws on just yet, so I was going to look into magnetic technology for my dr- Dreadclaws. Hey, but, Scott, how are you transporting your Dreadclaws around? Are you just doing the old-fashioned battle foam? Uh, I do, I do, no, 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 I do KR, um, like I have the, you know, the cardboard box thing, but I magnetized all my, my, like, um, claws 
on them, like the big long ones. And you can just pull those things off, and then I, I can literally just put the pod portion of it in regular drop pod foam and set those claws on top of them, and they fit in a normal spot. They don't have to have a fucking gigantic case for them or anything like that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the way I've got them right now, all of the like those claw pieces, the bottom part that fits into the base, they're all like consistently like warped outward a little bit. So it gives yes. it just enough yeah. tension between that and the top part that it'll hold on if I really need it to. And then if I just like set it on a table that presses the like top cable into the housing and it just holds. Oh, okay. So I haven't really been too focused on getting those secured just yet. Uh, definitely I'm going to look into magnetizing or something, especially if I'm moving them around because they'll fall off for like no reason right now. There's <laughs> little little cutouts on the back of those those like pedals that line up with the lugs that are on the actual drop pod door, and you can just put magnets that correspond on either side, and boom, it should should That's hold. You know, I think it's lined uh, up the way. I think the Zach method is he's got a magnet in like the top cabling part, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to look into that. Uh, I've got those in. I got some of the infantry upgrade bits for uh, like, I think it's like the terror squad upgrade bits. I was just going to sprinkle those in on vets and maybe some assault marines. And then I got in uh, the Legion, the, the Legion specific uh, dreadnought. So I was going to make me a Night Lord's Contemptor just for funsies. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got in. I've been messing around with that. Oh, and a lightning. So. Are you going to paint your lightning like uh, Adeptus Mechanicus so you can use it amongst your space wolves as well? Probably not. I'm probably going to paint it, paint some lightning on my lightning. Okay, that's fair. But, uh, I think if I do that, I'm going to try to, like, convert a Astartes pilot for it. <laughs> just like squeezed in there. Like. <laughs> well, does it have like blister skill four? I I don't know off the top of my head. Well, does lightning have blister skill four, Ryan? I know you know that answer. If you take it in a legion, list. yeah, 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 it does anyway. And oh. if you buy, if you buy buy ground tracking auguries, it gains strafe run, which takes it to five against anything that's not a skimmer or whatever's on the list. Oh, I don't know. I'll do something with it. If you need some, like, the only thing I can think of, like, who would actually fit inside the cockpit of a lightning, I have scouts. Like, I have scout bodies and torsos. Like, yeah, if you want to try that. and get that, like, scout armor in there, that seems like it'd be... Oh, wow. <laughs> That's seems... pretty cool, I think. I don't know. I think I've got some old scouts somewhere. So, yeah, what do y'all do for flight stands? Do y'all leave them clear or y'all paint them black? I paint them black. Yeah, for me, it right? just depends on... Uh... On like small ones that go in inside land speeders and jet bikes and shit, I buy speedy stems, the aluminum ones, and I, I prime those black because that'll kind of look like shit if I don't. But uh, if it's a a big clear one that you know goes under a flyer like a jet, a Zyphon or something, I just leave those clear. Okay. Yeah, I do. Too. I just leave them clear. Yeah, I figured I'd fuck with it a little bit, see what I like, see if I you know yeah. like the clear, if I end up wanting to paint it black. I fogged up I, like, I don't uh, feel like... three flight stands like uh, way back when I was playing all those Valkyries and uh, never went back. <laughs> so I played black flight stands now. Yeah, I never feel like super. I don't. It doesn't bother me one way or the other, really. So. Yeah. So that's what I've had going on. I uh, got the Confunk pretty bad from Akon. 
And uh, that had me floored pretty bad. It's pretty crazy, like, how many people had whatever form of funk was going around. It's just a super virus, man. Everybody shows up bringing their, like, local germs. And then that just well, I got around. sick with whatever it was, and then it turned into a sinus infection, which I've never had before. And then it turned into a severe, quote unquote, severe sinus infection that then became part a partial respiratory infection as well. So I had to go to the doctor and get lots of drugs. So I had like an exactly. inhaler and three types of different pills. Yeah, that, that might be what yeah. I had. I'm sorry. Except Derek didn't, Derek didn't get, uh, you know, medicine for it. Yeah. He just let God take the wheel on that one. Yeah, that might that might have got so bad because I let it fester for about two or three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Derek, I think De- <laughs> like that sickness that Derek had, I think he just slowly passed it on to, he was patient zero at Adepticon <laughs> and he just spread it around to everybody that was around him. Tim, Michael, Josh, Zach, Ryan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Tim and Michael probably slept in the same bed that Derek slept in when he went to Ryan's house. So, boom. Yeah, but I washed all the sheets. <laughs> Not a fucking savage over here. That's you, true. Patient zero, man. He's like, all right, Derek, you're welcome for the bed. Now get the fuck off. I got to burn these sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can ask Derek. I said, well, as soon as you get done taking your shower, pull it pull your sheets off and throw them in the floor and I'll throw them in the washer before we leave so that they're ready for when Tim and Michael get here. Cause I had the fucking quick turnaround cause we were going to Adepticon that morning. And then I knew when we wouldn't get back till late and they maybe want to go to bed and then I'd have to like wash fucking sheets and all that. And I didn't want to wait. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Adepticon was dope. Love getting a chance to like meet everybody. That was probably my favorite part. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to hear your breakdown, man. Squeeze that in real quick. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my only regret is I feel like I could have done a lot more drinking. Uh, other than that, I had a pretty fantastic time. Um, I did I, <laughs> All of my money spending I did before, like on the drive up. Uh, Ryan was like, oh, you've been thinking about Kingdom Death? Well, you know they have it in their shop right now, right? I'm like, oh, fuck, really? Oh, God. And I just fucking <laughs> tripped over myself getting that purchased. So I'm Well, I showed him my copy, so yeah, I've been all about the like campaign style board game, and it seemed pretty interesting. So I had the money to spend on it. And I didn't know what else I was going to buy at Forge World because I didn't know they were going to have termites. If I knew they had termites, I might have done something different. I don't know. No regrets. No regrets, boys. Uh, but yeah, like I said, meeting everybody was pretty cool. Tenderloin. That tenderloin was fantastic. Um, I oh the, yeah, if I do have one other regret, it's that I didn't get fresh mama bears. <laughs> Uh, I just had some like leftovers that y'all reheated, and it, that was fantastic. That blew my fucking mind. I don't know if I could handle like fresh mama bears. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know Rick and Perpetual Painting Dave were like, they were thoroughly convinced I was not going to remember them the next morning. So I must have seemed a lot drunker than I was. But did they sign you? Do they like? Do they leave their no, picture? Just, <laughs> a, a Polaroid in your shirt. Well, uh, Dave did slip me his business card, but uh, no, they're they're just like. I mean, you're not gonna remember us tomorrow, but you know, it was nice meeting you or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not that drunk. I'm just having a good time. I'm on vacation, man. Come on. Not only am I gonna okay, remember you. I told I told everybody I was saving this for the podcast, so I can confront you live and in front of the world. Oh, do it. Do it. You eat like a chipmunk. Has anybody ever told you this? 
I noticed this immediately, and I observed you eating multiple times on multiple occasions, <laughs> and you do it every time. So, what does that mean? I eat like a chipmunk. I take like multiple really fast small bites, you or hide your food and eat with your other hand, like a chipmunk. Like you look like a chipmunk, like a woodland creature. Oh well, that's just how I eat. That's then. the thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's how just I eat. Have a problem with it? Yeah, I do. Why, why is that? Like, I shouldn't immediately go. Swear, motherfucker, eat like a chipmunk for. Does somebody like, take his? Why food? do I cover my mouth when I eat? Did, did your parents like slap you a lot for like spitting food everywhere? Or, like, is there like trauma? Like, I need to figure this out. So when I'm alone and by myself, I eat like a goddamn animal, <laughs> and I just I'm a messy that. eater. <laughs> I don't want to look it's like a fucking. Than like a All right, I'll you keep that in mind. Like All right, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Next time, next time we go out to eat somewhere, <laughs> bring a bring a fucking splash guard. <laughs> bring, bring your face shield, boys. It's sloppy Joe night. <laughs> next time you come down here for heresy camp, we're going. We're getting some crawfish <laughs> and some boiled shrimp. Oh my god. <laughs> We're cooking chili, boys. <laughs> and some Frito pie. No, I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed the tenderloin. Tim and Michael like theirs too. So Oh yeah. So I it was fantastic. The same place. And uh their soda was really good too. Several times over at the uh uh the Oasis Diners where I took them, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, I was telling everybody that I ate at every diner from every movie and T V show. Cause that that's basically what they're like set up like. Yeah, they're like retro fifty style diner. Fantastic! I'm pretty jealous of uh, all of these visitors and travelers that got sick after visiting Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> after eating all the good food. <laughs> Whereas, like, I kind of went straight in to death and didn't get to try any of the cool stuff except for the pizza. <laughs> the pizza was delicious. Oh, and. and Oh, you got Fair Oaks, right? No, you didn't. Yeah, I got Fair oh, Oaks. You got Fair yeah, Oaks? Yeah, Derek did. Yeah. <laughs> Fair Oaks sandwich, man. It's a, it was godly. It was a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice grilled cheese sandwich. I mean, I mean, it, it didn't have bacon on it. it didn't have, but bacon aside, it was the best damn sandwich I had in my life. <laughs> uh, Tim actually sent me that picture of like him tearing the two halves apart from each other. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. And then he says... This sandwich is so fucking good. I was like, God damn it. I should have Ubered to Fair Oaks Farm. I should have dropped the $90 for that Uber ride. Uh, the Uber Eats? The Uber Eats, yeah. Bring me a Fair Oaks Farm sandwich. No, you got, I feel like you got to eat it there. I feel like it's one of those things where if you had it brought to you more than like 20 minutes away, it'd be like Wingstop Fries. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do got to attack them Wingstop Fries. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Once they put that on the plate, there's a timer. <laughs> so I'm glad you had a good time, Derek. Me too. And I'm glad you're feeling better. Me too. So who's next? Who wants to talk about hobby progress next up? Yo, Scott. I finished my army, man. I'm done. So that's fucking at least everything that I own now. I'm thinking about buying six more jet bikes. So that's about it. Fucking, it was pretty good. It took me five months. I I predated a picture I took of the first unit I did for the army, and I think I started right at the beginning of November. So 
That's about a thousand points a month, roughly, or around there. It took a really long fucking time, but I'm glad it's done. And I'm pretty happy with what came out. I put those pictures up on Facebook, so if anybody wants to check them out, feel free. Um, other than that, man, that's that's me. I need to get playing some fucking games, but I've been pretty busy with school and studying for finals and all that bullshit. So um, April 14th is our campaign day here. And uh, oh, yeah. we're going to have it in Lexington, Kentucky at a place called the Battle Forge. So April 14th, if you're around Kentucky and you want to play some 30K, show up and we'll, uh, we'll accommodate you. Um, Roll that ass. It's Bad not ass. like a paid event or anything. It's just a campaign day. So whoever wants to show up, you know, feel free. Bring your stuff. Bring, you know, 2,000, 2,500 points, whatever you can, and uh, get some games in. I know uh, a guy's wrote into the show a couple of times, Bradley given he's writing submissions and stuff based off the Shadow War scenarios for it. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. And then, what is it, April 28th, we have Ryan's event, a ride of command in... Um, Nick's. Nick's, yeah, not yours, Nick's. But uh, soon it's to be here dealt. hosting it, but I am not. didn't do any of the work for it. Yeah, you will, though. We both know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've it painted all late. the terrain, Get built late. the basement, built the club, and got everyone involved. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't do anything for it. Yeah, you know, other than that, it's totally his show. But uh, got that going on, and um, that's about it, man. I, I'm, like, kind of enjoying a little break for now, so can't complain. Hell Yeah. Dude, your world just look fantastic, you by the way. some charity painting. What's that? I dragged you into some charity painting. Yeah, I'm going to paint some paint some Iron Warriors. And uh, like I said, I'm thinking about Impulse buying a fucking unit six jet bikes right now as we speak. So I'm trying to talk myself out of that. But fuck, see how that goes. Um, when Dave Taylor calls you and says, paint some shit for charity for me, you just say, okay. Just do it, yeah. Do it. And dude, I painted I painted an Iron Warrior or two in my day, so I feel like I can pull that off. But uh, that's about it, man. Just fucking li- living free in America. <laughs> so I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you hear it here first, guys. Scott is open for commission. Scott at warmer 30 kcom Go ahead and We got to do something. We got to find a way to keep his hands off his dick. Somebody <laughs> He will literally implode if we do not give him something to do. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't figured out internet porn yet, so. <laughs> I have a all fucking doll up your All my roots buttholes are bleeding. What's going on? I don't know. Oh, Scott doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> Badass. I'm, man, I'm looking forward to see what you do with those jet bikes, Josh. Especially, man. Especially Josh. 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 Oh, oh God. Josh. Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. I haven't been on this fucking show for like 30 episodes. It's fine. I, think, I think I was thinking of Go world leaders. Call me a different name. It's kind of just like slipped out. That's all right. Wasn't Josh also talking about getting some jet bikes? It will, I mean, uh, to I mean, be fair, be. me and Josh do look very similar when you think about <laughs> it. So. If you're about 200 feet away and cross your eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're blind. And they're blind. 
Have the vision quality of Cecil Peoples looking at a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so what about you, Ray? I'm uh, probably going to pick him up pretty soon. I had to uh, I'm working on this Raven Guard guy. I got all the little... <laughs> Basically, I'm just finishing this up. My CK Studios dreadnought. Just getting around to finish him up. I got the body all the way done except for the exhaust stacks, and then I just have the arms to finish. Um, so I'm almost finished with this punchy arm, and then I just have to paint the gun. So he'll be done in a day, maybe. I got to pay his base, too. And then um, we're working on Battletech stuff. Chris Duncan came over on Friday, and we sat and hashed out my entire army for the campaign we're going to do. And I went and ordered uh, all my stuff I need for it. And then I also ordered some transfers from this place called Fighting Piranha Graphics. Um, write that down, even if you don't play Battletech. They mostly sell just Battletech transfers, but they also do custom ones. And then they also have a miscellaneous section where you can get, like, danger signs, um, just generic uh, checkering. So you can get, like... Black and gold, black and clear, white and clear, white and gold, white and red, all checkering, and you just cut it to whatever size you need. And they got it comes on a sheet where it's got like nine squares with all different sizes of checkering. Same thing with stripes. Um, they also have just like generic skulls. They have generic kill markers. They have a whole bunch of Roman numerals. They have numbers and letters that are in all kinds of different colors. Some of them are two-color, two where you have, like, the inside of the number is a different color than the outside. So when we – and they're cheap. I think they're $5 a sheet, and then for every three sheets, it's 75 cents shipping. So seems wow. pretty cool. So we're going to order uh, – he makes, like, every decal sheet for every unit that's ever been in Battletech. So, like, if you want to play some obscure shit, you can still get decals from him for that game. But, like I said, he doesn't, like, the generic section will work for 30K, 40K, anything you want to use it for. So, the numbers and shit that I'm getting, I'm actually going to use for uh, some of my 30K stuff as well. Like, the generic numbering for all vehicles and things. I think it'll look pretty good. Dude, you can always, like, I always love seeing... Um people use generic transfers, especially, like, the hazard symbols and stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, that that one dude, man, <coughs> you know what? If I don't remember his name, I'll feel so shitty I think this guy because... has the best checkering I've seen size-wise because, like, Forge World ones are always in, like, these long strips. This yeah. guy's are in, like, big square blocks. So if you want to do, like, a big chunk of checkering, like, on a Super Heavy, I, I think these would be, you could do it better this way than with the strips. And where's this place called? Hey. Fighting Piranha Graphics. It's got a Fighting real, it's got a real simple Chrono Graphics. Fighting Piranha Graphics. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, uh just like complete side note where you reminded me with the transfers. Did you see that guy, Anton, who's over there in Seattle, put on like a tactical strike event with all of his friends and like it was probably like the best painted models I've seen at an event ever? He posted up like all these events. It's, his name's Anton Maslinikov, and he posted like he posted up this. Uh, if you type in his name, I'm pretty sure it'll show up in whatever groups you're in. And I believe he was in the Dark Angels group posting the Tactical Strike 
army pictures he posted up, and one of them was this uh, this world eaters army that was all in Mark V armor, and whoever had put those together painted the armor plates or the uh, the shoulder pads had painted them like pure blue and on the pads themselves there was like like uh, adeptus mechanicus like symbols and stuff like that like hey this is still like test armor like you know this isn't like legit armor for you to run around in man and i was just like blown away like how cool that stuff was and it just got me thinking like when you were talking about like cool stuff to do with your with those decals and transfers Hey, when you guys were at AdeptCon, did you see that Imperial Fist Army that, like, the guy did the chipping where they're, they're like... That's Andrew Gray from California. Yeah, I saw it. That was in... Oh, his army looked good, man. Big shout out to him. Jesus. The Alpha Legion underneath? Yeah, man. That was fucking very, very, like, very creative. There we go. I was trying to use a much smarter sounding word, but that's what I got right now. They're hot. They're sexy, <laughs> sexy as fuck is the word you meant to use, but that's cool. Did you find that website? Yeah, yeah. Fighting Piranha. Fighting Piranha. Send that to me and I'll post it in the show notes. Yeah, Been writing show go, notes, boys. If you go to his main page, in the very bottom right corner is the miscellaneous section that has all the hazard stripes and the all that other shit I was talking about. Love it. So, yeah. Is that all you got, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's it, man. That's pretty much it. I've been kind of taking a little bit of a break. Um, I'm going to start painting that charity stuff that Dave Taylor is sending us as soon as it gets here. In the meantime, I'm going to finish this Dreadnought, and I'm kind of just, like, plotting my uh, projects. Um, I'm helping Chris paint his Battletech stuff. We threw some base coats down on his stuff. Um I got a list of Death Guard stuff I want to work on, and I got a list of Word Bearer stuff I want to work on. I want to redo my Word Bearers um, so that they're not as triggering to people, hopefully. <laughs> Get rid of all the psychic shit. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of, I just more just like kind of getting my ducks in a row and getting shit ordered because I don't really have the stuff that I need here to, you know, start working on it, I guess. Right off the bat, so dig it, dude. Rock and roll. What about you, Michael? What have you been working on? Uh, I'm trying to look at. I'm like, I'm trying to compare when we recorded last to the. Uh, hold on one second. Sorry for blasting y'all's ears out. Like I said, Kitty's on the mic. Uh, so yeah, and I was trying to compare like what we were talking about last episode to this episode to see what I worked on since then. Uh, so when we last left you guys off, I was working on my last cannon Imperial Fist guys. And so it looks like, I think it was like five of them were done whenever I last talked to you guys. And now 10 of them are done minus that tube that goes underneath them. And they're not based yet. Uh, cause these guys are strictly going to be on wall duty. I wanted to give them a base that represented a wall. So I found this company that sells uh, diamond plate, just straight diamond plate bases. And I think all the other ones I was looking at were, uh, were 30 millimeter instead of 32 millimeter. And it was evil mushrooms games. And so I got a whole bunch of, uh, 
32 millimeter base from them in straight, just straight diamond plate. And then uh, as well, I got some 40 millimeter bases from them coming in too. Uh, but got those guys coming, got those guys going. Uh, I painted up my Daredeo, my last cannon Daredeo, minus an Adamantic Pavese because it doesn't exist yet. Um, got that finished and minus his underslung heavy bolters. Uh, I also painted up my termite. So termites good to go. Uh, I wasn't really sure what I was going to put in there or how it would even affect my wall army. So I don't, I just, I just wanted to paint it just cause it looked good. And I really wanted to mess around with those secret weapon miniatures, uh, those secret weapon miniatures, weathering powders quite a bit. So I found this method that, Mr. Justin had posted up where you just take the the weathering powder itself, you mix it with some alcohol, 91% isopropyl alcohol, you get it all mixed up till you kind of make like a, a, a paste, then you just brush it wherever you want, and in my case, I brushed it on the tracks of the termite. Um, then, as that isopropyl alcohol evaporates, it leaves the the weathering pigment behind and I took his secret weapon miniatures metallic something or another. It's some metallic, uh, like graphite colored pigment. Put it on my fingers and rubbed it down the down the track, which made like the track look like it was not being. There wasn't dirt getting stuck where the actual track would be rubbing the dirt off. And I did that for the drill too. And so I had a whole bunch of people ask me how I got that effect. And that's how I got that effect. It was a secret weapon miniatures, Mr. Justin's method. And there's like a full YouTube video on how to do it as well. It's super fucking easy. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I got, I started up on my terminators. Uh, so for my terminators, because they're going to have storm shields, um, as Imperial fist terminators do, I had to, I, I don't have them in yet. And so I can only put on their left arm, which is mostly power fist and chain fist, because what other arms do you put on them? Uh, and then on top of that, I also don't have the Pop Goes the Monkey shoulder pads that are going to be going on them as well. So I just have like 10 painted one-armed Imperial Fist cataphractic Terminators running around without shoulder pads. So they came out nice. pretty good. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with how they look. So the 40K tournament. Sorry, I had to get that in there. <laughs> Ready for the 40K <laughs> tournament? Yeah, my one arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one arm. <laughs> yeah. So I got to the point where I, man, oh, for starters, let me just, let me touch base on this. Uh, watercolor paintbrush pins. Have you guys seen those? Oh, yeah. I saw that post you did. Okay. So, so Tarot Model Maker, the same dude who makes the giant night shields and makes the giant, like, Questorus Knight Lancer Lances. Uh, he posted up this video of him on Instagram where he put inside one of those watercolor pens, he put Nuln Oil, and he also has one with Agrax Earthshade. He just filled up the entire receptacle with that. And he's just going through, and it always, like, it always wicks the, the shade forward. And so all he has to do is just paint, and it's gonna, and Nuln Oil comes out. And yeah. so, like, it's an endless supply of Nuln Oil on the tip of his brush. Super cool. Whatever. 
Uh, so somebody in his like comments were like, man, I need to try this with microset. And I was like, man, that'd be really cool to try that with microset. Cause then you never have to open your pot of microset. You just put microset in your brush and just paint it wherever you want it to go. And so that's what I did. I ended up putting some microset into one of those, uh, watercolor pins and it fucking works, man. Like I, like you just pop the little cap off, brush it onto wherever you want your, uh, wherever you want your decal and put your decal on. And I know it seems like just a, like a very luxurious way of like saving yourself like five or six seconds of dipping the brush in. But I mean, it does work. Like I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to tell y'all some secret method that doesn't work. Well, and you can't spill the bottle if you don't take the cap off the bottle. With, yeah. Like I've done like three or four times. Thank you, Ryan, for validating the point there. I, I definitely like, I felt like I was like explaining like some like rich hoity toity person. It's like, well, then you don't even have to go to the store anymore. You just have the boy bring it to you. <laughs> so <laughs> game changer, game changer. So yeah, no good times, man. Like I was, cause I filled that up and I was like, man, I got to put decals on something now. And uh, I was like, well, I don't got any shoulder pads for my, uh, for my Terminator. So I can't put anything cool on there. I was like, fuck it. I'll put this baby little Imperial Fist logo on each one of their knees and just went through and like, that's uh, that's the kind of innovation you could do once you got the little baby microset brush that there you go. has endless microset. So, so I got those painted up. I'm real happy with them. Uh, I have a whole bunch of like, I have four despoiler squads coming, which is just like the close combat Mark three armor dudes. So I can, I didn't like, so I could like, well, they're, they're the spoiler squads, but they're also the, what is that squad called? The mm, Templar Brethren, but, but it's not yeah, Templar yeah. Brethren. Yeah. So I've got two units of Templar Brethren that I got to put together once they come in. I've got those shoulder pads. Uh, I ordered for a limited time. Pop goes the monkey has the. Uh, Imperial Fist shield backup in his store. So I got uh, 10 of those to go inside the termite or just hang out on the wall, something like that. Um, and then I've got another 20 or so last cannon dudes I got to put together. So I definitely have a whole bunch of work in front of me. Just I, I hit that I hit that wall where like I couldn't finish this unit and I don't want to start another unit and then have that one go in the back burner and then me forget about them forever, which happens. And so... Uh, in the process, instead of moving on to another Imperial Fist unit, I just started painting dust 1947 stuff. So, you know how that works out. So, I uh, I tried to, like, I found out that there's really, like, I thought this was a game like Warhammer. Like, I thought it was like kind of like the same community that we have where it's like, you can just look up, like, how people are doing their paint scheme. And then I found out that's a hard fucking no. That's not how this game is at all. And so I like, I reached out and I was like, Hey guys, how do you paint this? And nobody fucking answers. Cause nobody paints their shit in that game. Like, I guess like the, uh, like the model, like, cause you can buy a premium version model, which looks like it's like pro painted by their, by their studio. And then you can buy just like a prime version and like, everybody's just like cool with like playing the prime version. And I was like, Oh, well, I want my model to look like this. Does anybody have a recipe How for this? How dare they? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a totally different game, and the community is like way smaller, possibly even dying. 
I don't know. I just like the models. What you're saying is you might have bought into a dead game, sir. You might have just... You've officially done the equivalent of going to community college to learn to speak Gaelic only to graduate and then find out no one speaks Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might have happened. I, I really don't know. I, <laughs> I'm not going to go spreading some like Turner rumors around that the game is dying, but I've definitely noticed that... Uh, <laughs> It's uh like you could you can find some awesome content from like 2016 and like 2014, but uh, once you start looking at 2018 stuff, it's kind of gone. So, and I've I've had an unusual high number of people offering me to give me stuff, and I was like, oh shit, this might not work out too well. Got some cool new stuff. What if I what if I did? Yeah, I started listening to this cool podcast called uh, uh, Dust War Journals. And like, just like, just have some Swedes like, like, uh, explain to me how to play Dust and like what they're doing and all this stuff. So, I have been I have been listening to them while I paint the Dust stuff. But listening to what they say, it's like there's a whole bunch of like new changes coming out and everything. I don't know. It's I was never interested in pay- the the only reason I would like ever be interested in playing that game, to be honest, is if my dad starts playing and he he showed interest in the game and i was like oh man hold on this could be the first step to getting him in and so that that is our philosopher yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like man, if i can get him to war gaming if he could come to adepticon with us it'd be insane it'd be fucking wild he's so good why dust what makes him drawn to dust he just he, he just likes like the world war ii aspect war II. of it yeah oh uh, it looks like metal slug yeah he... well, why don't you guys play fucking uh bolt action yeah, you he can play bullets. real World War Two, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I like metal. It's just some Messerschmitts, some Panzers, fucking. I like. I know to you're gonna here. play the right team. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. It's like it's one of those things. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> dude. Dude, we gotta get her off there. She's like <laughs> the cat keeps like like moving on the sliders, like keeps for like the past, dropping these two channels. For down. the past ten minutes, Michael's been wrestling with uh, with Beasley <laughs> on the mix, trying to get our audios to not just completely drop out. She's usually so good about this, but you know, here she is, just for some reason, only focusing on there. See, look at that. All right, we're good. Just stay off that kitty. Stay in that position. Okay, perfect. So yeah, no, I don't. I really don't know, man. Like, it's. Like, I have no interest in playing bold action. I will play... Like, if my dad was interested in bold action, if that was his thing, I would 100% learn bold action for my dad. We'd play it tonight. Yeah, we I'd buy full fucking starters of both sides. To get my dad into miniatures, done, dude. My dad is so much like... Does he like Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah. He likes titties. That's... I sent sent Derek all the fucking Battletech rules. You guys can play... It's fucking Game of Thrones in space. It's hard sci-fi. There's no, like, witchy-poo, fucking aliens, none of that silly bullshit. It's just, like, dudes in space uh, doing Game of Thrones shit. I would say the only Stab- reason my dad was even drawn to dust was the fact it was in World War II. Hmm. Like, that's the only thing that drew him in there. And that, so, like, I feel like if there was a game out there... Because bolt action is, what, like, one hundredth scale, something ridiculous? Is it bolt action small? No, it's, it- it's true one seventy second, I think. Yeah. So that, that's the like the, my dad liked the scale of the one forty eighth or whatever the fuck it is one forty eighth scale that dust is, and then he also likes one forty third scale World War Two models. So like, 
that that's the only reason like why he was kind of interested in dust and like i just capitalized on the situation i was like let me get you some allies we'll get you we'll get you set up with like all the green dudes you want i'll teach you how to airbrush we'll go to town and i'm just anything i can do because i feel like I, I feel like dust won't be his end game you know like it'll just be like the the catalyst like the little beginning of getting bait. him into it yeah it's the bait like if i could get my dad yeah. to play 40k 30k it'd be done dude it would have been done a long time ago like do you know how like you try and explain to people it's like oh man i bet you love this army like that that's me 100 percent with my dad ever since i was little but he just has no fucking interest so but now he's getting older he's getting into this phase where he kind of wants to sit down and have a sit sit down hobby instead of you know fucking chopping wood like he's been doing and working on chevy engines so. Yeah, chasing and puss, whatever he does <laughs> in his fucking <laughs> Whatever my old man does in his spare time. Nobody really yeah. knows. knows. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So. Fucking shooting squirrels, fighting dudes. Just <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. <laughs> Buying WD-40 up, and fucking Rural King, who knows? <laughs> Beating up all the other neighborhood dads. <laughs> Just to keep his belt. <laughs> so yeah. he got pretty hard in the street fighting there for a little bit <laughs> i don't know exactly what he does but i know he definitely uses a shovel for it <laughs> but yeah so so yeah so if, if, if there's any like for one I, I definitely like just just touching back on dust even though we're a horse heresy podcast i definitely did not find any texas players and i definitely shouted out <laughs> to what i assume was the entire facebook community of of dust players the only the only like dust players i found in texas was john stanford who was like hey you want to perma borrow some stuff like i was like oh fuck that's not good that's oh, not good jesus john stanford <laughs> <laughs> your message is received sir <laughs> so but it does man it looks like it's super fucking big in like europe though it looks super big in europe what's funny is like uh so this podcast i'm listening to that war journals podcast uh it's a bunch of like swedish dudes super knowledgeable about the game they've been playing for fucking ever i don't know why i feel like i could ask them like do you know freddy or do you know linus <laughs> and magnus like I, I realize sweden is a whole country but i feel like in my it's heart pretty small to be fair it's like the size of what connecticut or some shit yeah but they said like they were saying like Lincoln and stuff like that. I was like, I've heard that saying before. I know about Lincoln. I know like they also talked about what was it? Uh, something that happens on Easter. Something in Sweden that happens on Easter that it's like a it's another con. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, this isn't good content. <laughs> Just be forgetting <laughs> the fucking name. I don't know. Apparently, there's some like event in like Sweden that everybody goes to on Easter because they don't care, give a fuck about Easter. And so they all go to this like huge, like nerdy gaming event. I was like curious if like there was a 30k event being run on there. I was about to make a really, really insensitive generalization about everybody in Sweden being pagans. I was like, <laughs> they like get together and worship some bunny rabbit batwing fucking statue or something. I don't know what they do there. <laughs> Let me see. I could probably just type in Sweden con on Easter. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like something like it's like Gothcon. I think is what it's called. Like Gothcon feels right. I don't know. I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't fucking know. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It's go- yeah, Gothcon. Fuck yeah, I nailed it. See how you can't read anything it's saying because it's in Swedish. Yeah, it's called yeah. Gothcon. Yeah, I can't read any any part of that description. I was interested if Freddie went to that. So anyway, way off topic now. But yeah, I've got some uh, some Imperial Fist to work on. Uh, Pretty wouldn't let me switch to Imperial Fist in the in the in the league that we're playing and still be a traitor. Uh, so I also have to paint Dark Angels at some point, and I'm fucking way behind on Dark Angels. I shouldn't have painted Dust stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit behind. Well, think you won't be playing. I Do mean, what? it was obviously the clear choice of what you should have went on. What I, I missed everything you just said there. He said Dust was obviously the clear choice. Think of all those Dust games you won't be playing because no one's there to play with. So it was a very good choice on your part in order to do that, to do that so. yes. yeah it was irresponsible and insensitive of me to play dust <laughs> to paint dust stuff because i could have just played it unpainted yeah i <laughs> i anybody who's in our heresy league right now and is on the trader force i really dropped the ball on this one i will have dark angels I painted feel this like, fucking i feel week. like the equivalency of what you've done is gone out and bought a vhs player basically <laughs> <laughs> got a sweet deal on it <laughs> I did, dude. I got a sweet deal on sandwich other stuff. people over, too. And we'll watch this copy of Beverly Hills Cop 2 I have right here on VHS. <laughs> it's got Judge Reinhold in it. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> God, I hope you're wrong. But I, I'm not I'm not holding my breath on this one. <laughs> I mean, that that is an accurate description of what you've told us tonight. Yeah. <laughs> my dad loves VHS, so... <laughs> We're going to watch VHS together. We're going to watch. <laughs> We're going to go watch Beverly Hills Cop 2. <laughs> We're going to not play Dust with people and watch VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch Heat. I'm just thinking great. That I think the VHS would have been the safer purchase. This place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 1995's Heat with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Pop that sucker in. Blow out your speakers in the gunfight scene. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> and I got season one of Twenty One Jump Street, the series. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how I was irresponsible this week. But other than that, man, uh, I do need to. I've had so far three people come up to me telling me I need to learn how to oil my shit. Uh, so definitely looking forward to next week going to the CK Studios One Hundred One class. Oh shit, we probably need to figure out a recording at that point. I guess we're going to have to record late because I'll be in San Antonio Saturday, Sunday next weekend for that CK Studios 101. On what day? Sunday. I'll be there Saturday, Sunday. Or Friday, Saturday. I think it's Saturday, Sunday. It's Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. CK Studios doesn't teach you oil paint. They don't? Oh. Oh. So yeah. So yeah, I've had. You're you're one of three people that has told me that I need to learn how to oil, oil wash and oil paint my stuff, and uh, because we're members of Miles Patreon, there's a video that shows you, but I follow the video to the T, but it does not work for me. Like I don't, it does not do what he's doing. So I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Here last week, I showed you some shit. Can you? Do you think it was that hard? Uh, it wasn't particularly hard, what you showed me. I mean, a lot of the techniques and stuff that 
I personally think work fantastic for heavier weathering, like the the rust streaks you did, uh, things like that. I think look fantastic on Death Guard. I'm not sure how much of that I'd use for like Space Wolves or Night Lords, but the hey, like general like you. layer. We're not talking about you, Derek. We're talking about showing it to Michael for Imperial oh. Fist. I mean, God yeah, I damn, Derek. Yeah, God damn. Keep up oh, with Derek. Derek. Keep up with it. <laughs> so, so yeah, if, y'all, y'all missed me. <laughs> <laughs> now i've had a few people at adepticon like mention that their favorite part of the show is when ryan gets mad at me for something and starts yelling at me and then scott <laughs> smells blood in the water and scott's like yeah Derek, what the fuck yeah. <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm glad yeah. that I'm, I'm glad that my stupidity can cause some entertainment <laughs> my favorite, I think my favorite part at Adepticon was Zach like coming up saying like, "Y'all need to stop shitting on Derek so much," and how he's gonna get he's gonna start a hashtag movement that says "Me too, Derek." <laughs> this is like hashtag Me too, Derek. Yeah, Zach was surprisingly pro Derek that weekend. <laughs> like normally he's like my harshest critic, but he's like I feel like I feel like I ride your ass pretty hard, Derek. So I'm just trying to trying to give you a break, you know. I'm like, thank you, I appreciate that, but. Even in trying to give me a break, you have to acknowledge the fact that you just have to shit on me so goddamn much. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely <laughs> it's 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 to make you a better person. I'm sure. I feel like that's their only goal. I feel like he feels let down by me, and that's why he's so hard on me. So, well, anyway, speaking of CK Studios class, uh, CK Studios Uno Cero Uno, uh, it's uh, I'm switching over to learn how to paint world eaters. So I have a a world leader's dreadnought Ooh. I'll be willing Ooh. to give away at the end of it. I have no intention of ever playing world leaders, but I do want to get the uh, painting white aspect out of it. You, you could send it to your fucking friend, Scott, who may or may not fucking play world leaders. Well, I mean, Jesus. yeah, if you want. This is the dreadnought I'm going to paint up. It's a... Uh, come on now. It's a Death Guard. It's a mix of a Death Guard dreadnought, which had all of its... Uh, all of its pieces shaved off, and the Cordis Contemptor legs. That's the one I'm going to paint up because it seems Ooh, like a good world neat, eater. Man. Is like Cordis yeah. looking dreadnought. It looks fantastic. Hey, I tell you what, I'll I'll fucking make you a sweet deal since I'm going to have to oil wash these fucking jet bikes. Why don't me and you do like a Skype call together when I'm about to do it, and I'll show you how. Not yeah. fucking hard, I promise you. Super easy. Yeah, I'm game for that. And this look, I mean, if it wasn't so, easy, I wouldn't fucking do it. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be in my repertoire if it required a lot of effort. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look hard. It's just definitely something that you know, if you don't do it right, it's just. I don't. know. It's just like it's airbrushing. Dry products. That's the fucking key. If Using you don't do it right, you take some thinner and you put a paper towel and you go, eh, and you wipe it off and you start again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll hopefully uh, like we'll definitely we'll get something sorted out here where I, see, I will send you this as soon as I'm done with the world like with the CK Studios class I'll send you it and then you can weather it up and just uh, let me know um, and we'll go from there uh, yeah I'm game I'm game for that so yeah I'm switching completely like I had to go buy like some blue oil paints and stuff like that for world eaters and I guess I'll give y'all a full breakdown next time we record to let y'all know how that class went. But uh, what else, man? What else have we got going on? It's been a busy week, man. I feel like I've gotten a lot. Oh, and all of our patches have gone out for the Crusader host boys. 
we got all of our pamphlets, like the mailer bubbles, in. So all of the mailer bubbles I stuffed with uh, three Radio Fristavan stickers and a Radio Fristavan uh, patch. And so that went out. Send that to all the people. For all the people that needed some uh, some closer patches, I stuffed that in an envelope with them. Um, what else? What else? I edited up episode 96, which was a fucking shit show. Uh, that actually went up tonight as we're recording, which this episode will go up directly on after that. So it'll be episode 97, 96, 98. That was explanation on that. I mean, I kind of explained, did like a little disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Tim's mic died halfway through the, like at the very, I guess whenever we were starting everything up, Tim's mic was dead. So you couldn't hear him except Michael's mic was picking him up. So he had to turn up the volume whenever Tim was talking, but Michael wasn't talking and then turn the volume down whenever Michael was talking, but Tim wasn't talking. And so when you turned up Michael's mic, you could hear the TV talking. So there was like an echo. It was just like cutting the episode up like 500 fucking times whenever somebody would start talking and then going and like editing. It was pretty wild. It was a shitty time, but that's rough. So (laughs) definitely put a disclaimer on episode 96 that, uh, if you're a new listener, my bad. That's Satisfaction you guaranteed your money money back, folks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Good deal. A hardworking team of Michael. <laughs> Just yeah, fuck him. Worked on that episode. Well, dude, it's so crazy because Tim's voice was so fucking low that I had to, like, blast it. And then, like, as soon as, like, it'd be like... Oh, God! <laughs> Just, like, insane, dude. <laughs> Oh, so that's up. That 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 is up. That is on the road. Uh, powerful Teo's on there. This is a good time. That was a good episode. I like that episode. Yeah, decapitation and all. So is that it? Is that all for everybody's hobby progress and where we're at? Yeah, it was the longest hobby progress ever, and we talked about heresy for ten percent of it. <laughs> heresy of dust. Welcome to our new podcast, boys. <laughs> hey, hey, little update. I did just impulse buy those six dead bikes, so oh. <laughs> live. <laughs> I look I looked at my that's, bank that's account. Real life, at... real time hobby progress, folks. There's irresponsibly spent this man, a fucking bunch This of man money. is dedicated to his craft. <laughs> yeah. Fucking it's six jet bikes. They're about three hundred points, and it cost me about three hundred fucking dollars. So <laughs> there you go. I was about to say, dude, your fucking your uh, your bank account was looking just a little too healthy. So you <laughs> one click yeah, that sucker. Take to... <laughs> that fucker down a notch. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if you guys got to do this, but I wanted to thank David Coleman for the sweet shirt. I fucking love this thing. I wear oh, it. Oh yeah, the Apex Predator flaps. shirt sparring yeah everyone looks at it like what is up with that shirt i'm like man the fucking i don't know if you're ready for the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely man just uh david coven's been been coming pretty pretty big with the shirts right now coming in clutch coming in clutch with the shirts is that what he does does he own like a screen printing business or something no no he just likes to put out heresy related shirts so he commissions commissions <laughs> art and throws it on a shirt and likes novelty tees Oh, man loves his t-shirts. Yeah. So, how many termites did y'all buy? Yeah, how many termites have now officially been released to the wild? 
Did you pick up a termite, uh, Scott? I haven't. I'm I'm thinking about buying one. I want one just so I can put Iron Warriors breachers in it because that seems like like how am I going to call myself an Iron Warriors player and not have ten breachers in a termite? Like that's the most siege related thing you can fucking possibly create. So I think I will do one, but that's probably it. I'm not going to do like a whole army of fucking death from below because uh well i'm poor <laughs> that's a big, that's a big part. <laughs> i just spent all this money on jet bikes you expect me to yeah, buy all these damn termites really fucking <laughs> made that even harder to achieve at this point so <laughs> i just like that moment at adeptcon hey guys they're selling termites at the forge old booth michael's like all right you win i'm going <laughs> you won this game <laughs> lucas i'm out Ryan, what about you? Did you pick up a termite? Nope. You plan on picking up a termite? I'll buy one. I don't have enough other shit I want to buy right now to get free shipping, so I'm just waiting. Um, but yeah, I'll get one for my Death Guard. I'll do the same thing Scott's doing. I'll paint up ten breachers, apothecary, and maybe a siege master or something, something fluffy. Throw in there with them. Character. What right. a the fuck so squad of. Uh... Death Guard Heavy Flamer dudes would be pretty neat in there, I think. That would be fucking Kim Flamer guys? That might yeah, be alright. That'd be fucking pretty cool. I could do that. Well, it sucks if you, uh, if the Reaping didn't disallow deep striking oh, because yeah. the Heavy Support guys are scoring, so you could run 10 Heavy Flamer guys with Kim Heavy Flamers that were scoring in one. That would but be dope. can't take it in Reaping because yeah. deep strike. Oh, that'd be fucking rough. Would y'all would y'all think me stupid if I wanted to put one of these in my orbital assault yes. list? Yes. Asked Wait, and answered. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like fluff wise, like how does that work? Did they drop off a termite like hours before the battle started? <laughs> and it's like you meet us here at this time, <laughs> and like where they just like waiting underground in the air condition. It's like okay, you're in the subcategory of of titans on fucking landing pads. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, I mean, all my rules are, you know, clearly here in front of me in, in you know, certified heresy formats. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. You do have actual rules that you can play with, so... I mean, I don't, I don't have to ask anybody, hey, is it okay if I do this? But, fl- fluff-wise, I don't think it makes sense, but, you know, I... I if... I'm trying to think of the 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 instance where a Night Lord army would be like, okay, we're or gonna space wolves, or spit, yeah, we're space wolves. Okay, so I haven't even. I would not have pods. an army of five drop pods and two termites. I think that would be kind of strange. If you were to run like some, I think for some reason, I feel like termites would be a better complement to an army with like tanks and maybe some drop pods, like some anvilus or something. Then it would be like a, just a straight up orbital assault force. I feel like an orbital assault force is not going to have any sort of like, like they are sort of the vanguard of, you know, like a, an assault on a planet as opposed to a termite. Seems like more of a phased attack sort of thing. Yeah. How fast do you think a termite moves underground? Not That's fast. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a rocket behind it, it's got like a little booster in the ass of it. Like it's a little. Like a rocket that pushes it forward too, in addition well, to its we tracks. We have things in real life that look almost exactly like a termite that you can just Google, and I think it's like 
inches per hour or feet per hour. I've seen super... Ocean's 12. But like for real, like it, but this one has like a rocket on the back and then like it's, it looks like it moves pretty quick. I mean, it looks like it gets it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Hey man, it's your fucking imagination. Don't let I us mean, hold it, you back. <laughs> it comes up quick enough that if you can't get out of the way, you're dead. Well, I think that's your the ground like fall like I think because once it like has the like we're not talking because it's no longer pushing through dirt, it's like free of the dirt's tension and so it's like, Whoosh! It's like oh goodness, it's free now. It's free willies. Yeah, free willies out of the water slash dirt, and so I think I think that's the only reason why it moves fast. The only reason I'm asking this because like, so like in your case, Derek, you want to include a termite and a drop pod army. Well, I, I want to justify picking up a termite. How many days in advance would they have had to put the termite? Like, and why? Like, why would they send a termite when they have access to drop pods? <laughs> Fluff wise, like, what are they like? Like, they would have like if it moves as slow as like Ryan says it does, or you know, like they would have had to drop it off like a week in advance, and then like you need to meet us on this day, or we will coordinate with you whenever you get to five feet below the ground. Hold that spot, and we will drop pod with you at the same time. I don't. Know, it's just it's very like logistically a nightmare to run termites and drop pods at the same time. If you're a commander, I feel like it's just a nightmare. All right, so stupid question. Moving on. Well, it's not stupid. It's just like it's. it's I mean, you do you do, like rules wise, you're in the clear. You you can definitely do that. I mean, you, I understand it. Kind of like is anathema to the fluff of. Orbital assault. Like, okay, well, we're in our right. we're in our cruisers. We need to get on the planet side right the fuck now. How do we do that? Drop pods. Like, I, I understand having a termite ready for that particular battle kind of doesn't make any any goddamn sense. Yeah, an army like with rhinos, just like standard, you know, rhinos. I would, I think a termite in that list would fit really well. That kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I did pick up all those tanks to. So that I could run that same, basically the same list, just without the drop pods, and instead just Rhino rush it. So I might try to work it into that list. I think I think I'm actually I might have just thought of something. I'm thinking about putting, making a buying some termites for my Iron Hands and putting Medusa and Immortals in there. That wouldn't be too fuck bad. yeah. Oh, you can't. Yeah. Which ones are the Immortals? They're oh wait no those yeah those are the Breachers right? Not the yeah. Terminators. Yep. Yeah. No the Terminators. Are the yeah they're. The, they're the really expensive breachers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're not. Uh, yeah. That that's what's up. I do that. So Ryan, just straight game wise, gameplay wise, why would you ever choose a termite over an anvilus? Like what advantage besides points, cheaper. I guess. Yeah. It's way yeah. cheaper. It's slightly cheaper. I think an anvilus is better in just about every other way. So, yeah, that, that was kind of my concern because, like, you know, there's a lot of people like, yeah, I'm going to finally get to run Breachers. It's like, well, you would have been able to run Breachers the entire time. Well, like, no, 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 it holds 12 instead of 10. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge difference. It's okay. Because you can slap that apothecary in there. And, and a character. You can put an apothecary in character. Because there's a lot of, like, the problem right now with Breachers is 10 Breachers with no apothecary and no character. Eh... Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. you really gonna buy a two hundred and fifty point land raider for that? Yeah, like, 
They shoot like a tactical squad, fight like a tactical squad. In close combat, they have a five-up invul. Eh, you know, I mean, but if you give them feel no pain and can throw your fucking Praetor in there with them, now we're, it's not bad. Now we're making a stew. <laughs> and really and then you know you you fit those two characters in there that you you know because you have to take an HQ anyway. A pot carry is only forty five points, and then the drill is only eighty, so it's a way less. You know what I mean? You're getting basically a character, a pot carry, and the drill for the cost of the fucking land raider you needed before. Dig it. Okay, that's fair. Good. Call. And people are like, well, you could put him in a rhino. Yeah, you can put them in a rhino, and you can drive it, or it'll either die in your deployment zone, and you're walking anyway. You'll drive one time, and then it'll die, and then you're walking anyway. But the biggest problem is it's not an assault vehicle. So when it dies, or when you get out, or any of that shit, you stand around with your fucking dick in your hand for a turn, and then get annihilated, or people just move away from you. Because it's like, oh, look, these ten guys have melt-a-bombs. Here's my row of tanks. How about my tanks can move... 18 inches in a turn, and his infantry moves 6, and then assault 2d6. So I'll just move away from them, and they can't hurt me. So, when you have an assault vehicle, it's a lot better. So, huh. So that's, uh, I mean, that's actually, thinking about it now, I'm trying to think of, like, what could have taken advantage of a deep strike, but didn't have the option to deep strike before. Like, what if you ran a squad of destroyers no. with a no. Uh, no. with a mortat? Okay, you can still do, you can do that in Anvilus now because destroyers start at five, not ten. Yeah. Okay, that's the difference. Also, destroyers I'll tell you are shit. Where this is a huge, huge plus is, and I don't think it is as good for the Legion armies as it is as it is for solar ox i think it's definitely very useful for them because if you're running if you want to run any of those like flamer sections or Velatara storm sections with volkai chargers things like that you can really really get some mileage out of those termites with that in a in the fastest attack slot that is not very like not a lot is competing for that slide in a solar ox army so you typically don't have it open now yeah. you can you know have a new way to get some cheap mobile scoring units down that I don't give a fuck who you are. If 10 flamers pop out of one of those things and get into a position to just barbecue your ass, it's going to hurt, you know? It's great for militia, too. Just the fact that militia just needed another transport anyway. So now that solar rocks and militia are getting the little 35-point rhino thing and the termite, um, it'll be really good. Now that fuck man, now that we're talking about this, I start out with like I'll get one, but now I'm like, well, I need one for my Iron Hands. I need one for my Iron Warriors. I'm pretty sure I need about three for my Solar Hawks. So I'm up to five. <laughs> but shit, man. <laughs> so just squeeze like a Flamer Tertio in there, or even a Power Axe. Oh, like... dude, that is the dream, man. Put the fucking Flamer Squad, the ten man Flamer Squad, in the in one of those things, and have it pop up, and you just position them just right so they're all getting you know six or seven models and just i was on bitch <laughs> you, know, oh, you can say that but, but my teammate at adepticon robert did that to a bunch of uh, blood angel terminators and killed a guy 
Well, <laughs> well, then again, there is there is a chance of that. He's like, there's like 70 hits on all these dice. Okay, roll your saves. And the guy we played against rolled all the saves. He's like, you kill a guy. We were like, Time to Spot welded through his armor. Is it not assault vehicle? So it's not an assault vehicle. Is, so despite nope. being called the assault drill, it is actually not an assault vehicle. Okay. So shooty, shooty boys. It'd be pretty weird if it was. Yes, yeah. you want. I think this is for like close range firepower guys. It's not uh, an assault vehicle. No, it's it not. not an assault. Oh, vehicle. that's actually, it's actually kind of shit. Deep struck. I'm so. a little, I'm a little not as enthused on it because I was thinking you would deep strike your breachers in it, leave them in there for a turn, and then whether they and, get shot out of it or hurt, they could assault, but. Yeah, that's pretty limiting. So now you're going to have to deep strike your breachers and then get out and stand around. It's still better than the situation they're in now, but it's not not as good as I thought it was. It is not an assault vehicle. Yep. Just looked that so up. So unless you absolutely need that 12 capacity, an anvilus is better literally in every other way. It's still the way to go. It's an assault. It jinx. It's harder to kill. Um, it can go into flyer mode. You can still do all the like fire, sweep, fire, whatever shit. Uh, it takes up the same slot, and it's not that many more points. So, looking at it right now, looking at its upgrades, it can take auxiliary drive. No, no auxiliary drive needed. Only if you're a Legion Stardis. Oh, for the yeah, this is Legion Stardis version. So, auxiliary drive. I don't know who's ever taken that. I don't. I don't ever see anybody. Staying How inside of the six-inch moving vehicle, <laughs> like, that's like what that, a, the, that cannot combat that can't go faster than combat mm. speed. Can't, yeah, can't yeah. flat out. Yeah, so it is only ever moving six inches. Uh, it's got extra armor, which once again I don't ever see why. I, I, it's really it's almost like a drop pod level. Leave it once it's done. Um, armored ceramite, uh, no. No, no armored ceramite. I mean, you are deep striking the middle of the enemy, but I feel like if you're playing Legion of Star Days, nine times out of ten, you're get your whatever unit you took in there, you're dumping out. I feel like there shouldn't be ever a reason why you want yeah, the yes. termite. Yes, yes, yes. I, I doubt you'll ever be hiding inside the termite. Possibly behind it. I definitely see some some termite rhino cock block action. But that's what you're gonna have to do with your breachers is deep strike it somewhere where when you deploy them, you try to deploy behind it and then assault the next turn with your melt yeah. bombs or whatever. Yeah. That seems like the choice answer. And if you're playing against Ryan, he will just run away from you and just bounce the fuck out of wherever that thing was coming from. Exactly 17 inches away from you. So... And then Mechanicum can also make a blessed Autosome Alacra on it. So that's one of... The, I don't ever... like it. It definitely seems like the kind of upgrades you'd want to put on this are unnecessary because it's kind of, it's almost like a uh, disposable unit. Like you don't expect yeah. it to live. It's just a delivery method, delivery system. I don't see like, cause it doesn't even do anything special once it delivers your dudes. Unless you want to go around ramming fortifications with it, but well, yeah, and that's what I'm looking at right now. Unless your opponent snuck in a void shield generator, like <laughs> 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 which doesn't have a profile to destroy. Oh no, that, that's the sky shield. The void shield generators. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. Start taking a bunch of these and start hunting hunting void shields with them, boys. Well, one thing you can no, do. No, no, no. They don't even have rules. <laughs> <laughs> Fight the wall with it. 
if you're going to come to heresy if, camp, if you fight the wall. Like we were talking about Derek maybe putting this in his Night Lord's army, since you can take terror assault and some some of your units can take drop pods as dedicated transports without being full blown orbital assault. You can kind of do that thing where you drop in your drop pods and then pop your termite up underneath a you know, a choice unit and if that enemy model can't move out of it, you know, out of the little well, that, fucking. We're gonna get to that when we talk rules. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope they are smart enough to change that before the official rules come out. Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot off an email and a message and see what I can do about that because that was a huge problem in 40k with the Moloch and they actually changed that. Yeah. Because, yeah. Basically, Val so, Company could do it with rhinos. You could box people in and run them over and shit. So. Delete people. So moving on with like what it can be upgraded with, it comes with bolters only for the legions one for the legions one. And the the only fucking one that matters. This isn't the eye of Horus. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to, this isn't a mechanic of podcast. (laughs) Uh, So no, the, you can upgrade it to heavy flamer or twin like Volk twin linked Volkite charger. I guess, are you going Volkite every time on that one? Just for rear armor? Is that kind of the consensus or you heavy flame and shit. It's it's probably the best weapon loadout unless you're playing Blood Angels and then you're gonna put salt cannons on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you damn right. And so it, it's kind of weird because so the wording is a termite may exchange either or both of its twin linked bolters for one of the fall. Oh, okay, so it has two of them. So yeah. it'll have, okay, so it'll be two assault cannons you'd have, which is weird because if you look at the model, you'd think it would have you know five. They can only just get two of them out at any given time. Yeah, I think it's like a. That's all I can look up. I don't know. It's some it's some death wind, death storm drop pod shit. Um, as well. So I mean that right that right there. If you're playing Blood Angels and you want to upgrade your heavy flamer, that's ten points and another fifteen. So that's fifty points just to have dual assault cannons. Well, the ten points is per, so it'd be twenty points for both no. of them, and then thirty points it's, for two assault cannons. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It already comes with heavy flamers. No, not the Legion one. Not the Legion one. It comes with twin-linked bolters. You have to upgrade to flamers and then for ten points. Heavy flamers. Ten oh, points. Okay, yeah. For each so, one, and then it's five per. Okay, yeah. So it'd be thirty more points. Oh, sorry, thirty. I was thinking fifteen because yeah, you're right. So an additional thirty points versus twenty to take the Volkite chargers. Yeah, I take assault cannons all day. So why does this Mechanicum one just get Volkite for free? They start with Volkite, and then for free, you can trade them to Heavy Flamers. I don't know. The one for Ox, uh, Militia, and Mechanicum doesn't have the Bolters as an option for some reason. And are they the same base points? I'm checking that right now. Yeah, they're all 80. (laughs) Same base points. It doesn't make any sense. Also, people are going to get extremely sick of Secutarii coming out of these in about two weeks after players start getting Hey, don't let Scott off the hook with his fucking tech adepts running grenade launchers with kinetic rounds. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. At least they're not a troop choice, and I think they're more points. I think they're actually kind of expensive, and they're not a troop choice. You can only have, like, three. It's 235 (laughs) points to make that unit with with termite included. What unit are you talking about? Uh, tech adept with full servitor squad with grenade launchers. 
and termite. Two hundred thirty-five points. Yeah. But they don't score, and they're ballistic skill three. Yeah, yeah ballistic skill three. So the the admec ones are BS five because they do their <laughs> stupid little gay ability. They're you're minus one to your cover, and they're I, and they're troops. <laughs> they just shit all over everything. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. just instant haywire delete. So for, for yeah. those for those of y'all wondering what we're talking about here, uh, now that they're now so that mechanic super fun haywire rule that's totally fair and balanced and the really fun to play against uh, book seven units, including the uh, Mechanicum ones, which aren't cheesy at all. And everyone should run max of them because they're so fun and balanced and there's nothing wrong with their rules at all. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So if you wanted like super, like, okay. So if you thought (laughs) if you were under the assumption that vulture were fucking shitty to run against because of all their haywire running around do we have a story for you uh i mean really on this i'm pretty sure it's like no it's no mystery that now that mechanicum and, and in this case also solar ox both have a deep striking delivery method that anybody can go into that's not bulky you can squeeze some really powerful units inside there and in the case ryan's talking about sekitari with their haywire so you deep strike it next to any tank that you don't want there anymore and it just haywires it to death just glances it to death which is a extremely good method of taking care of any fucking tank that you have to worry about uh and in the same idea just much less powerful uh as ryan had stated earlier because of ballistic skill and points efficiency and scoring and all that stuff uh, take tech adeps can also do that uh, with grenade launcher, uh, grenade launcher servitors with their kinetic rounds. Uh, that's solar ox only, not militia. Militia doesn't get those kinetic rounds. Uh, so I mean, it definitely. I mean, it's it's kind of pushing the game. Like uh, uh, I mean, it's definitely it would make you think twice about taking huge tanks in an event, Abs- just because that much haywire running around. But you also don't see a whole bunch of Mechanicum players. You don't see a whole bunch of Solar Ox players. So, but I would definitely imagine you'd always see that in any sort of competitive event you're playing. But it would be a good uh, Warhound on Void Shield Generator Killer if that was, you know, I mean, if there's any benefit to this. If that was a thing you have to worry about. If that was a thing you'd have to worry about at events, that would take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's not a little bit. So, but I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what else would be like Legion of Stardust wise. Is there anything that you think would just be super? Just need to get transported in a termite, Ryan? Like it just—it seems like a lot of things that. No, would I happen. mean anything that you could do like that with them, you could already do in an Andalus. Really, like I said, the only unit I really feel like this helps at all for Marines is Breachers. Um, and then it also makes certain armies... You, you can give certain armies Deep Strike now, like Salamanders or wherever, where they're not... Like, if like Salamanders are fine. Like, I have an Orbital Assault Salamander army where the whole army's Orbital Assault, which is fine. But if you're playing Salamanders and you just wanted to throw, like, one drop pod in, it wasn't super fluffy, just because they're not, 
You know what I mean? Right. That, you don't really think about flyers and shit when you think salamanders. But, I mean, now if you wanted to do that, you can do it in this. And it just, like, for fluff reasons, it makes a little more sense. Even though, like I said, I don't think it's as good. Um, I think that really this the only thing that Marines really get out of this, in my opinion, is um, uh, for uh, breachers. And I think it's okay for world eaters, too. Uh, they're one right of war that you want to put apothecaries with everybody because basic tactical squads once again start at 10. Basically yeah. any Crimson, unit that started at, starts at 10 and can't be any lower than 10 that really needs an apothecary is going to benefit from this. Yep. Solely because it's got a transport capacity at 12. I'm also kind of thinking about, so with an Anvilus, <laughs> one of the issues is like if you're to deep strike an Anvilus and you had a unit that you wanted out of the Anvilus to stage them for next turn, which would only really ever benefit a unit that's shooting heavy weapons. The Anvilus doesn't block line of sight, whereas these, the Termite does, because it's an actual vehicle sitting in front of it, and you could stage it sideways or wherever. So what about heavy support squads getting into position? Like that first turn staging a plasma cannon squad or like unit you know like models you would have shoot really... 36 inches why do you need them that close or, or like let's say assault cannons for blood angel like an assault cannon squad or let's say a multi-melta squad which you never fucking see anymore anyway i mean i guess i don't i wouldn't do it i mean what other things can a heavy support squad, the big ass Volkite version? Well, I guess I guess all of it would be in range anyway. But if you put something behind you, and now you have something deep striking either at your side or behind you. You've got a second threat that has to get taken I just, care of. For what you're saying, I just don't understand why you wouldn't just put them in a rhino, move them six, get out six, run, and do the same thing for thirty five points. Mm. Well, you, I mean, you don't see that now though. Like I, I don't yeah, see anybody doing that. Sucks. You're not gonna do it for eighty points when you can do it for thirty-five. I'm gonna I'm gonna put together an Imperial Fist plasma cannon squad now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deep strike behind somebody and have that squad just ready, ready to unload with tank hunters, ready to die as soon as they go before they fire. <laughs> well, hey, that you'll have the the termite blocking their line of sight, just hiding behind it. Kill the termite first, boys. Yeah, people don't take prospect squad orders. You don't see those everywhere. Or Scorpus oh, right. Whirlwind. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of like all the units you can go through that would have any sort of benefit. I'm trying to think even now more Dathan would do pretty good with it, but they could just get Anvilist in there anyway. Yeah. Fun stuff. So anyway, moving on with its rules, uh, what Ryan was talking about was the subterranean assault. Uh, no, subterranean assault just lets you, lets you deep strike it in, just like drop pot assault does. It rounds up everything like that for calculating how many units arrive on the table first turn. And then it's got a terrestrial disregard rule, uh, which basically lets you scatter on whoever the fuck you want. Uh, Ryan, do you want to explain why this is, did not work for the Moloch? I um, was we'll not it. getting... So, 
the actual rule itself is instead of using the rules for normal deep striking, uh, when a subterranean assault vehicle enters plays via deep strike, place a large blast marker on the table and scatter it to determine the final position of the vehicle's arrival as per the deep strike special rule. Should this marker scatter on top of impassable terrain, a building, ruin, fortification, vehicle, or any other unit engaged in combat, impassable terrain, a building, ruin, fortification, vehicle, or any unit engaged in combat, reduce the scatter distance by the minimum required to avoid the obstacle posed. A single faction, a single vehicle or fortification which obstructs the arrival of the Terax pattern termite in this manner, pick the closest to the original position, immediately suffers a strength 10 AP nothing hit. Uh, vehicles are hit on their side armor. All units engaged in combat, which obstructs the marker, suffer a strength six, uh, strength, suffer D6 strength six AP four hits. If the final position of the large blast covers or touches any enemy or friendly unit, then that unit suffers D6 strength six AP four hits. Uh, after all damage is resolved, the subterranean vehicle may be placed in any orientation so long as the center of the large blast marker is underneath a part of the vehicle's hole and remains one inch away from any fortification uh, vehicle or unit engaged in combat, which it actually doesn't say anything about enemy models. Uh, this area under the large blast marker is now difficult terrain for the rest of the game. Players should, if they wish to, instead represent this area with a piece of crater terrain, which you should, guys. You should do. Uh, should a subterranean assault vehicle be placed on top of any unit which does not pose an ob obstacle to its arrival, as described above, so just enemy units in this case, or friendly units, the terrestrial disregard special rule allows it to be placed as though the unit was not there. If some models in the unit would end up underneath the vehicle when it reaches its final position, it makes no difference whether the unit is falling back or not. The models must be moved out of the way by the controlling player by the shortest distance, leaving at least one inch between them and the vehicle, and indeed by any other unit, whilst maintaining the unit coherency and staying on the tabletop. Any models that cannot manage this are crushed and removed from play as casualties with no saves allowed. The rules say you have to crush the models. You have to crush them. <clears throat> yeah, so the Moloch was originally like this, and what people would do is they just find some real cheap, stupid, shitty way to deep strike in and there's four pods or whatever. I mean, it's pretty easy to do even with two space brain drop pods, especially now where you get to deploy out six inches. So, like, all in one turn, I can roll, like, you know, say I was doing, I had three drop pods and one termite, I'm going to get two drop pods turn one. I drop my two drop pods in automatically. I immediately disembark. I surround whatever I want to kill. Now my termite comes in. I put my termite right in the middle of my death circle um, with the enemy unit in there. The enemy unit can't move because I've just put a ring around it with with Marines that came out of drop pods. And now whatever's in there is automatically destroyed, regardless of what it is. Primarchs, Fire Drakes, Scoria. Warhounds. Warhounds. <laughs> I mean, it, I think that's pretty fucking stupid, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Definitely something needs to be looked at. I mean, I hopefully you don't see somebody playing like that, but it is something that definitely needs to... If you don't put I clarification mean, in now, there could be... Yeah, because it's so easy to do. Like I said, all you need is that setup I just said. You need three drop pods of any type, and you need a termite, and you can do that. And they really can't do anything about it, especially if it's just a one-off model, um, like a knight or something like that. It's super easy to drop pod around it 
surround it, and then termite up in the middle of the ring you just made, and it's dead. It can't go nowhere. Poor. I, the only thing I don't understand is the... Um, these models must be moved out of the way by the controlling player by the shortest distance, leaving at least yeah. one inch between them. What does that mean? By the shortest It means distance. like if you come up, then I get to move my models out of the way the shortest distance. And there's no range, like it's infinite. But the problem is if I've surrounded that with my models, okay. I still have yeah. to use the rules for moving, so I can't move through enemy models. So you just move one inch away from, and then you're just dead. Okay, I hear you. Because you got to be able to fit the whole model there, and they got to stay an inch away. And so you just have this like bully circle to bully all the people, and then they just get crushed and die. Which is lame. And that's what people used to do with the Moloch all the time. So what they ended up doing with the Moloch, when they rewrote the Tyranid Codex to change that, the Moloch still had the same rules where you put the blast marker down, it scattered and did damage. If it scattered and did damage, you did the damage first, and then you tried to place the Moloch, and if you couldn't place the Moloch, then you set the Moloch aside, and then you rescattered the template again. And it did the exact same attack again, but you could replace it anywhere else you wanted. If it did it a second time, and you tried to place it a second time, and it couldn't be placed, the Moloch was destroyed. Fuck. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> you... Wow, that's wild. But what a lot of people would do, it actually made it cool because people would place it over something the first time, deal damage to it, and then place it somewhere the next time where it actually deployed. You know, like, actually use it how it was supposed to be used. Not try to, like, fuckery with it. Huh. So, if you're listening right now, Forge World, do that. Or make it so do something. elect to put it on top of an enemy model. No, that's too cool of a rule to not have. Yeah, I mean, you still want to be able to do damage. I, I just think that they should probably... What should probably happen is you place the marker, the template, to deal the damage, and then after the damage is dealt, you then place the termite as close to the template as you can one inch away from enemy models without being on top of enemy models. There shouldn't be any effect in the game outside of tank shock or whatever that makes the enemy move models because your models are now in the way. Like, I don't like that shit. It just leads to bullshit, like I just said. It's too easy to game. Yeah. So hopefully nobody got any ideas out there, but definitely something that don't be a dick <laughs> could could do with some addressing. I didn't uh, notice this the first time. I don't know how I missed that, but when we first read over these rules on the experimental sheet or whatever they gave out, I didn't notice that. Oh. Uh, whenever I saw the original Warhound, that was my suggestion. I was like, just termite that bitch, but. It was safe on its void shield, or safe on its sky shield. Uh, so what else? What else? What else? Melta cutters. Uh, termite assault drill ignores difficult terrain and dangerous terrain. In addition, add plus two to strength when making ramming attacks against fortifications. Fuck yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty wild. That'd be that's rad as fuck. I love h- it. Hilarious against a giant wall for a. Uh, somebody playing at a heresy event. If somebody could just show up with a bunch of termites and they just start all rams. start battering, ramming the wall, it'd be pretty fucking cool. 
what uh what's the strength that you get when you ram? I really like I've never rammed there, There's before. a couple things. There's a table that determines it. I, let me see. It's it it's your armor value cut in half, rounded up. So twelve cut in half six. Six, and then if it's a tank, it's plus one. Uh, it is yes. So that makes it strength eight nine. So strength nine now. How plus is it two? nine? Because it gets plus two for its oh. uh, melt cutters. So it's nine after the plus two. Yeah, it's nine after the plus two. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Oh. And then you used to add uh, add strength based on how far you moved, but I guess you don't do, don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't think so. So possibly strength nine attack when ramming against fortifications. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, not a lot of fortifications are getting played out there. I guess people who are running bunkers and stuff would be pretty cool to just start you know, beating the shit out of them, but that's turn two bunker attack. Uh, it also has a crawling advance rule, which we actually kind of mentioned a little bit already. A termite may never move faster than combat speed or move flat out. So it's just constantly crawling. It's super slow, six inches, and cannot use its massive jet booster or whatever the fuck those other things are on its ass and just slowly crawls forward in a slow but purposeful fashion. So do the, do the Mechanicum ones or the solar ox or Imperial militia ones have anything different, any special rules other than that, or they're all pretty much the same. I think same. the only difference was the militia or the Mechanicum one has access to the Odyssey Malacra, but they all have the same rules. Okay. Rock and roll. I'm glad we talked about that. I'm glad it's now now we got a full breakdown of the termite, man. It definitely is something that like brings something new to the game. I'm definitely happy to see it. Yeah, especially for militia, ox, and mechanicum, who didn't have access to things like the Anvilus. Yeah. So there's a lot of termite talk. I guess now we can jump into some voicemails. How about voicemails? Voice voicemails. Sure. Guys down. You doing voicemails, boys? <laughs> voicemails vms please all right let's see what we got here me and michael have been watching a lot of letter kenny i don't know if you talked about that yeah told them that well i told these guys that we got you into some letter kenny action that show is super funny and everybody should watch it and it just so happens that one of the patreon subscribers that we called letter kenny in our in our emails has like just this week become a patreon subscriber and so he sent me a message and he's like he's like yeah uh my name's so-and-so but you guys called me letter kenny and i was like oh what a coincidence <laughs> awesome <laughs> so anyway first voicemail let's see what we got you know a fucking year ago it was monkey couldn't not cough sneeze fart whatever the fuck into the microphone it hiccup whatever all his bodily functions were all in the uh, microphone, Michael. This and is true. Then we get Scott on. Scott can't help but uh, have all his bodily functions into the microphone. Now we're back a year later. Back. Quiet. You need to pass it on to Garrett. Let him get his out of the way, and then we can start the cycle again. Anyway, glad to hear you guys had a whole lot of fun at Adepticon. Sorry, I missed it. Hopefully, I'll make it next year. In the meantime, hard for Harris to camp. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. I'm pretty sure that was powerful will, man. I definitely, that's yeah. powerful iron hand will. Definitely recognize that voice. Uh, but yeah, man, we do, 
it, make sure we do include some sort of bodily functions in every episode. There it is. And it's uh, how we live our lives. That's how we live our lives, man. We this don't. Is a, this is a real podcast. We do not trim ourselves down for you guys. We've been called the MTV of podcasts. Oh yeah, <laughs> I called us that. <laughs> On the powerful Greg Daniels. <laughs> it's an ominous, <laughs> ominous uh, comparison to that. <laughs> so, next one comes up from the handsome Sam Breacher Jones, aka. Sam Breach Jones. I mean, what else do you need to know? Uh, he says, "Morning." This one's titled "Willie Story." So it says, "Morning, all." Following from the sudden influx of dick stories, here's mine. Mine for the mix. Uh, so my grandma is from the far northeast. Oh, this is starting off real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandma is from the far northeast reaches of Scotland in a little fishing village called Pennon. It's the it's the part that looks like the dog nose on the map of the UK. It is literally one of the row of houses at the bottom of the cliff and is super beautiful. If you have ever seen the film Local Hero, the pub is in my actual is in it is actually in my great auntie's house. What? Whoa. What a No. Have you ever seen Local Hero? Has anybody <laughs> seen Local Hero? That's Sam's auntie's house. What is- What's Local Hero? I don't know. It's a movie, apparently, but I'll look it up. I'll AMD. Derek, pull that up on IMDb. We'll see. We'll see what it's about. We'll see how many tomato meter it gets. Uh, so now, when we used to go up there, my uncle used to make us used to take us to the end of the stone dock morning pier and cast off into the little bay. We never really caught anything as we were about three to eight amongst us kids. Uh, now there was a little stone step you could walk down where you would typically moor your boat to unload the cargo. Uh, I needed to go for a piss. So I went down the steps to do my business. My uncle clearly hadn't seen me descend the steps. And this was typically a stop fishing time until the person came back up. My cousin proceeded to cast her line rather poorly before they heard the soul crushing nuclear scream of a six year old me. My uncle runs down to the steps to find me on the floor, clutching my tackle. Luckily, it was a quick dig in the skin, nothing more. That shit hurts, though. Needless to say, I don't go fishing anymore. My cousin still recalls this story at many a family meal, claiming she was just trying to get the worm off the hook. She finds it funny. I remind her she'll die alone, the sadistic bitch. (laughs) All the best, Sam, from the Emperor's Path. What the fuck? Fuck! God damn! Man got a got his dick scraped by a by a fishing hook. By a fishing hook. God. So did you find the local hero? Yeah. yeah. So uh, local hero is a 1983 film starring Burt Lancaster about it's an American Ooh. an American oil company sends a man to Scotland to buy up an entire village where they want to build a refinery, but things don't go as expected. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, seven point five out of ten. Seven point five on the tomato meter. Well, that's on whatever IMDb has. Oh, okay. So Burt Lancaster, that's Field of Dreams, right there, boys. Yeah, he's uh, a <laughs> doing the old... goddamn thing for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> him and old Kevin Costner. So very cool, very cool. Uh, I like how all this was kind of like structured around us trying to figure out what the hell local hero <laughs> is. But I'm definitely gonna watch that story now and tell everybody that I watch it with that my buddy Sam's great auntie lives in that house. So, 
Uh, sorry about your penis, but I'm sure all, you're six years old. So Hopefully it's sure. healed. I'm sure it grew just fine. Uh, the next one comes from Veer, powerful Veer. He says, a friendly reminder, it's pronounced custodies, not custodes. You inbred Hicks. It triggers my autism every time. Also, tell Ryan there are two R's in Perturabo. Uh, love the podcast, by the way. You guys are doing a great job. Later, babes. Alex from Toronto. So you mean First to say it's pronounced custodies? Bullshit. <laughs> They're called Golden Fuckboys, and just so you know, we redesigned the Canadian flag for you Canadian guys up there. So Michael can post that if he wants, the redesigned Canadian flag. <laughs> Which is just a Warhound standing on top of a Woodchill Generator instead of the Maple Leaf. Uh, <laughs> it's a good flag. It's a, it's a strong flag. It's it lets flag. people know strong. It lets people know you do not fuck around. It lets them know that you are a country of... <laughs> And then in the bottom right, in like a like subtext, like was approved by the TO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least at least they asked first. So custo custodies custodies golden fuck boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where the fuck do you come off, boy? Custodies custo custodies, not custodes, man. Custodes. I can't. I don't know, man. We'll have to get somebody who like lives i don't know fuck it dude we outnumber canadians by a shit ton english is ours america okay we do not go abroad to ask for advice on things they're just right? like a dingleberry part of alaska they're not even a real like the fuck like i think know? i think <laughs> i think my favorite part of uh great 90 percent of you have to live next to our border like i don't <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Just... With your free healthcare and shit. Now, I think uh, yeah. I think my favorite Joe Rogan I ever heard. He was like, "Is it color or color?" Because the, the he's like the uh, the United Kingdom spells it with you. He goes, "Man, fuck it. There's more of us anyway. It's our language now." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Fuck it. It's ours now, boys." So custodes. And on the perturabo, say perturabo, Ryan. I want to. I'm trying to see what he. What is he? Okay, so yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> Ryan's been saying it right the whole time. I don't know what he's getting Sometimes at there. Sometimes he says, says it Petarabo. Oh, Petarabo. Oh, Petarabo. I think it's yeah. supposed to say Perturabo or Pertur. It's a made-up spaceman's name. There's no way to say it wrong. He's not real. It hasn't happened. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> it's not like It's not like we're mispronouncing Abraham Lincoln's name or something. It's fucking not a real person, guys. We're not getting fitted over it. I like how Scott said it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) The day he kicks your ass and corrects you, you let me know. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. We're going to get a voicemail now from Pretorabo. You know that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's he's going to Pretorabo. I think I've said Pretorabo, Pretorabo. It's supposed to be Pretorabo. I've probably said Pretorabo. Yeah, tomato, potato. It's all different. Yeah, who gives potato. a shit? Pertabundus, we know. Green we jacket, it. gold jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah. Pretorabo, potato. <laughs> so, uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, if you have any other pronunciation corrections, just go ahead and email us at michael at warhammer30k.com. 
Yeah, I'd be glad to to take those. Uh, let's see what we got here. So this one comes from Craig, powerful Craig, uh, the one who went out of his way to rank people's armies and whack or not on the on I believe the I of Horus podcast group. So powerful Craig. Doing God's work. Uh, his subject was starting World War Three and why you shouldn't stand on dogs. And so this is coming from, this is a story. Uh, it says it's 2013, Afghanistan. We're about 500 meters outside the wire of Camp Bastion. One of my guys is searching the back of a local vehicle. He jumps out the back of the truck and lands on an American Army attack dog. The dog goes fucking mental at him, so he punches the dog handler. <laughs> what? <laughs> The dog handler pulls his pistol and sticks it in my bloke's face. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot Craig is British as well, so this makes more sense. This isn't oh, like... Oh, like, British. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> British soldier and an American soldier. Okay. We've now got a pistol in a bloke's face because he bumped into a dog. It gets better. No, he didn't bump into a dog. He assaulted the dog with his feet. And that, then assaulted the handler. <laughs> and then assaulted... <laughs> So now we've oh, seeing this, a couple of my guys aim their rifles at the dog handler and start screaming at him to drop the weapon. The dog is going fucking mental right now, but the handler still has a hold of it. Poor dog. So we've got a Yank pointing a pistol at a Brit and two or three Brits pointing rifles at the Yank. It gets better. Hearing the commotion, all the Afghan drivers scatter and the Tongan soldiers and the Sangars not really having any idea what's going on, just seeing weapons God, drawn. Damn. <laughs> Friendly's the pointing most them. Diverse fucking patrol ever arranged <laughs> was this like the equal opportunity patrol? They, they have once every quarter to meet fucking human resources requirements. Hey, how many Tongans we got? Can we get some Tongans in on this one? <laughs> Fuck. So, just seeing weapons I drawn. Met our Tongan quota yet? <laughs> and sure enough, this is the patrol. It's got to have an incident. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, just seeing weapons drawn. Friendlies pointing them at each other and chogging around all over the place. Shit themselves and swing their pencil-mounted GPMGs at everyone and started shouting something very loud and very Tongan. <laughs> Probably something along the lines of, what the fuck are you doing, you bunch of retards? What the fuck is a Tongan? Like, what? Did you ever... Like, they're they're Samoans. They're yeah, fucking like scary fucking people. You don't Asian. fuck... Pacific Islanders, I think. Yeah, they're what? yeah, they're Pacific what? Islanders. They're like a bunch of Mark fucking Hunts machine guns. Like, yeah, not a good fucking basically Mark Hunts. Just imagine. Have you heard of the term too. Tongan before yeah. this email? I I have personally not. Okay, good. I don't you know, know why. Yeah, I, I, use, I use the context ceremonies out, that are but... spinning fire all the time. Those are Tongan. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Scott. Very racist, stereotypical <laughs> representation of their culture at the opening ceremony of the Olympics, but it, that's that's the best way I know to describe If yeah. we have a Tongan listener They're right now, I will... They're made of pineapple lumps and Maori knockout magic, like Scott <laughs> yeah. said. Yep, pineapple lumps and Maori knockout magic. <laughs> that's all that they're made of. If we have any Tongan listeners right now, michael at warhammer30k.com is my email address. I will immediately send you a crusader host patch and stickers like just send me an email i need proof that you're tongan yeah. and we'll like <laughs> i'm sorry for offending you because this is rude as shit right now but anyway why uh, is it rude as shit they're fucking awesome pacific yeah, islanders are great. like 
I wish I was talking. I'm white and from Kentucky. I'm yeah. like the least interesting racial fucking composition possible. <laughs> All my people are known for is light beer, professional wrestling, man. Like I got fucking excited about. Yeah. Oh, fucking crazy. Okay. Also, you would be like in the NFL or a fucking fighter or something like. They're like all tough as fuck. They got like the best genetics in the world. So yeah, like yeah. they're fine. Why are they offended? <laughs> Is Dwayne yeah, the Rock Johnson? So anyway, so we've now got three nations involved in all the stupidity, all weapons made ready, all deciding if they should shoot. It gets better. Of course it does. With all this, with all, all, as with all good Americans, they escalate. A Humvee with some sort of 50 cal HMG at the top decides to put a stop to all this, cocks the fucker and aims it right at my bloke. It's right at this point that the, the my bloke goes ghost white and the yank dog handler bursts into laughter. So we didn't have World War Three, but we did all have a free drinks for a day or two, courtesy of the guy who tried to ride an attack dog. Regards, Craig. So... God pranked. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. That's... <laughs> what a fucking mess. <laughs> so, like, if you don't, like, obviously us Americans, when it comes to the good old canine, we're 100% behind We love behind dogs. Them. We, we love the shit out of some dogs. dogs pretty seriously around here. <laughs> I don't know if you well, ever seen John Wick. So but... <laughs> when you combine that, did you serve with any canine Dudes, I can only imagine yeah, like yeah. how soldiers are, like how soldiers are with their buddies. Yeah, Giving a yeah. soldier a dog he has to bond with, and then somebody fucking with it—it's just a terrible thing to do. What we call them is uh, they're Ted's dogs, and I don't know what that acronym stands for, but it's they're they you know sniff bombs and whatnot, and uh, fucking everyone loves dogs, man, because the rest of the time it's it's just a fucking. Basically, like a homeless guy sausage fest is what deployment is. It's dudes who haven't showered, slept, like cleaned themselves, fucking have clean clothes, any of that, always around each other in close quarters all the fucking time. So, anytime you can get something around that breaks up monotony, like dog, everyone loves dogs, playing with dogs. It's fucking, that's like going to win the popularity contest every time. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was like the real-life John Wick. It escalated to the level that the dog was hurt. And so the, the dog was hurt, guns were pulled. If the dog was killed, people would be dead. That's just, that's that's bottom line. That's <laughs> yep, yep. What a good story. So, we also have some questions. Give me one second here. So this one comes from Justin. It says, I've already communicated a bit with you on Messenger, but thought maybe too much for a chat. I'm looking to get into heresy, but I've been playing 40K off and on for 20 years and have an obscene amount of Chaos Marines, so I'm not really interested in more power armor. Though I have accumulated some 30K stuff already for them. I also have a Skaven Force that didn't fit the new Age of Sigmar system, so I've decided to think they've convert them into Traitor Guard. I was thinking a mix of bit of both in trying a dark compliance force. Most of my militia providence don't fit. Ab humans seem to be the only ones that fit really. The two trader only options really don't fit with how much range firepower I want to include. 
That said, I have no idea where to begin. I'm okay with Legion units for some elite punch, but have most of the grunts be militia. Then he sent a list of what he had. Um, he says, I'm thinking a Praetor with a big Terminator squad uh, in a Spartan. I like using Psykers, but don't really want to go Thousand Suns. Word bearers seem thematic with a mutant militia, but I'm not sure how their extra required HQ works with also including forces force commanders with the provinces. Uh, I'm so, hoping to buy it. So this is how the, the extra HQ works. You're forced to take an extra word bearer HQ beyond the compulsory one if the chart that you're using actually has a slot for it. So if you take word bearers as allies, because there's only one HQ slot, you only have to take the one HQ. You only have to take the one HQ like normal. You don't have to take another one. It spells that right in the word bearer rules. Okay. He says he's open to buying whatever he needs, uh, though it may take a while to buy a lot of things. Definitely want more tanks, artillery, playing Chaos pretty much exclusively for 20 years. Would really like Thunderhammer guys. I know Paragon Blade is better on Praetors, but I've made a ton of my guys with cool swords. So solely modeling perspective, I want Thunderhammer somewhere. Maybe Termies. Also, I'm not sure what books I need. Main rule book, plus I'm guessing two or three others. Any guidance would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. I've been listening to all your Legion shows and really enjoy them. Keep up the great work, Justin. So, okay, so for books, you need the rule book. Then you'll need the... Uh, let me get the exact proper name of it. The Militia slash Solar Ox slash... Imperialis. Is that what Militia. it's called? Age of Darkness, Crusade yeah. Imperialis, or some shit? Hang yeah, on, it's called make uh, sure. Crusade Imperialis, yeah. Yeah. Type it in all the time. Yeah. Yep. So he'll need that book. And then for Marines, you'll need the two Marine Red Books that are both the Age of Darkness version. So you'll need the Horus Heresy Legion of Stardis Age of Darkness Army List. And then the Horus Heresy, uh, whatever it's called, the Legion's book that's also the Age of Darkness version. It's got the eye of Horus on the front of it instead of the winged skull. And it, but make sure it says Age of Darkness. So you'll need those three books plus your rule book. That's all, all you need. As far as stuff that he needs to get right off the bat, I was looking at his list here. He's got four last cannon teams. The minimum you can use is five because the, the support teams for Militia start at five. So he'll need one more last cannon team. And then the same thing with the mortars. He's got four. He needs five. So you'll need to get one more of those. Um, he's got four plasma guys, four flamer guys, and two melted guys. You'll just mix those in with your rifle guys because as in, for every – if you can take ten grenadiers, and then once you get your ten, ten normal ones, you can add in two to make a 12-man squad that has special weapons. So you can, you can mix these in with some of your rifles to make, make some grenadiers with what he has. Um, everything else that he has is usable. I like if he um, word bearers. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like Yeah, it. sure. Uh, turn in dudes, scaven dudes into to Imperial Militia? Is that how <laughs> he's going to do it? I mean, as long as they're heavily converted, I mean, I don't have a problem yeah, with yeah. it. And I, I put that in the email. I'm like, I wouldn't just go buy an old shitty scaven army off fucking eBay and put it on the table and go, here are my militia. But as long as he puts effort into converting them, 
and you know he's running the abhuman helmet, whatever. I don't see a problem if with it. If it was if it was me, what I would do is buy those uh gene gene like uh the gene stealer cult neophyte models, the one that are in like the space mining suit but are largely humanoid, and then you know, just head swap those with Skaven heads, like Skaven clan rat heads and shave off the gene sealer cult emblems. Those guys would look pretty pretty spot on, I would imagine. You could even run like Use the actual Skaven bodies, like as levies, like where they don't look like they have as many clothes yeah. on or whatever, and maybe they're more mutated, and then use the ones that Scott are talking about as like grenadiers or like yeah, better, it's like more like elite trooper fellows. Right, and you don't you don't have to have more than one Providence if you. So if the only one that really works for you is the uh, abdomens, just take that. I mean, you're not forced to take another one if you don't want to. Yeah. Looking at Skaven bits right now on Horda bits, I think if you were to replace all your heads on your Skaven, like not saying you have to do this or anything like that, but the uh, the Skaven Warp Lightning Cannon gas mask heads, like are really like they'll take your Skaven rats and like really pump them up into a more futuristic look to them. Yeah, bring them into sci-fi. Yeah, bring them into the sci-fi realm. What do y'all guys think of that, picture-wise? And then yeah. also, Mantic already makes Space Skaven, so you could go to Mantic, and their models are really cheap, and one of their lines for whatever their 40K knockoff game is um, is uh, Space Skaven. Huh. I forget oh, what yeah, called. they are. They're dope. Uh, they're called yeah. Veer, 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 Veer. Yeah. So you could um, you could mix some of that in too if you're looking to get a more futuristic looking. And their yeah. models aren't very expensive. We're like heavily armored dudes. I think they um, oh gosh, they used to be called Storm Vermin. And yeah. I think they made a plastic kit of them. They're fairly heavily armored. I would imagine if you could do some sort of kit patch between them and like. Tempestus Scions models, you can make make some cool looking grenadiers as well. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at their range right awesome. now. It's like uh, they have their own like version of a termite as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they have heavy weapons that these dudes ride around that would make really good sentinels. They have clearly Skaven Ogren style models. Kind of look like the rat ogres. Yeah, they definitely look like rat ogres. Oh, but I guess you could just use rat ogres. And then they have some like doom wheel futuristic rider things. I don't know what the fuck you'd use those for. But I'm sure you can figure something out. Be cool converted army. Very chaosy. Yeah, as long as you put effort into it and make it look cool, I think people would be fine with it. Yeah. All right, so next email that came through came from Powerful Connor. He says, Hello, Radio Frist Van. I'm a 14-year-old who has recently been captivated by Horse Heresy Fluff and Story. I chose Iron Warriors and began buying, building, and painting. 
Anyway, I was hoping to have 5,000 points built and painted by the end of the year. Money's not a problem. Cool. Thanks to some <laughs> thanks to some certain foreign countries which have no copyright laws. You, oh, come on. Okay. You're dealing drugs. You're dealing drugs, Connor. <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me? Don't be dealing drugs 14 years old, Connor. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't ever... At 14 years old, yeah, I don't ever think I... Will... Rock. 14. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever uttered the fa- the phrase money's not a problem when you're 14 years old? Like I don't once because I found twenty dollars on the sidewalk. All right, boys. <laughs> Hot and ready's on me, boys. <laughs> money's not a problem. <laughs> uh, so anyway, good for him. Uh, I'm not looking for anything super specific. Just some suggestions to get me up to a five thousand point mark. I would like to use the oh. Onslaught Force Organization chart, allowing me to have five heavy support choices with the Hammer of Olympia Rite of War. Also, I know that one more 10-man tactical squad will be needed to fill out the conditions for Hammer Olympia. Uh, then here's so here's what I have. He's got a whole bunch of stuff. Hang on, stop right here. Stop right there. You cannot take a Rite of War if you take an alternate FOC chart with Space Marines. It says that uh, in. The it's in there. Okay, so we paused it there so I could find it. So it's on page ten of the uh, Legion of Stardes Age of Darkness Army List book under the optional battles in the Age of Darkness alternative forced organization charts. If you go down a little ways, it says when playing games of when playing horse heresy games using these alternate charts, the rights of war rule for Space Marine Legions may not be used in conjunction with them unless specifically mission, mentioned in the mission uh, as the provisions and formations illustrated by the chart take precedence over them. So you either get Onslaught or Hammer of Olympia. You can't have both. So sorry to burst your bubble there, but you only get four heavy sport. Oh, and what a bubble you bursted. So, Ryan, you have his list in front of you of the stuff he has. Do you want to suggest him picking anything up? Yeah. Well, first of all, he's got all of his characters have fucking plasma pistols. So apparently with his 14-year-old baller money, he's went and purchased a time machine to play games in 1995 when plasma pistols were good. So I know I've made that joke several times on here. I'm going to continue to make it as long as people keep putting plasma pistols on shit. So snap these off and throw them away and find you a bolt pistol to replace them. Um, beyond that, he already has five Iron Havocs. Expand them out to a full 10-man squad. They're way cheaper on the back end, and they work better as a full 10-man unit. So you'll definitely want that. Um, he's got a Leviathan already, but he's got it armed with dual shooting weapons. Um, he'll want to go ahead and magnetize those so you can swap between the two. But get you a close combat weapon, preferably the drill. The drill is a little bit better than the claw, but the claw is good too either way. Um, but definitely put a close combat weapon on that guy. You don't want to be leaving an entire phase of the game uh, where you're not basically not taking part in it with a 300-point model. It's not a good idea. Um, also, a Leviathan needs a Dreadnought Drop Pod. So when that new... Dreadnought drop pod model comes out, uh, go get you one. So that's just to change around the stuff that he already has. As far as stuff he should buy, um, I would say Perturabo. I would get Perturabo. Get you a Perturabo, boys. <laughs> um, 
I would get 10 Siege Tyrant Terminators if you're going to play Iron Warriors. Uh, I like Fire Raptors. I think Fire Raptors, if you're going to own, you know, a single flyer, that should probably be the one you own. Uh, a Scorpus Whirlwind is a good option. Quad Mortars, he doesn't own any Quad Mortars. I don't, you have to have, like, I'm pretty sure that's a state law that if you play Iron Warriors, you got to own Quad Mortars. Yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much how it's. Um, 10 standard cataphracty. He doesn't own any terminators as far as I can tell. So get you some standard terminators. Um, a master of signals. I think that's a good HQ choice. He drops bombardments. It works well with iron warriors. Um, some apothecaries get you a couple packs of apothecaries to throw in with some of these units. Um, and then maybe a lightning strike fighter because he has so many heavy support already. And I told him to get some other different heavy supports to mix in. And the fact that he's going from five, uh, which he thought he was going to be able to take five, but he can't legally, he's going to have to take four. Instead of this fire raptor, you may consider getting a lightning instead since it's a fast attack choice. But, I mean, it is what it is. I think the fire raptor is a cooler model. Um, you could get both. If he said money's not a concern, why not have both? Get both. Um <laughs> So that's what I would add is that little list I just said. So Siege Tyrants, Fire Raptor, uh, oh, 10 Combi Multivets. Every fucking army, if you're going to own Power Armored guys, you should have a squad of those dudes sitting around. They're just so fucking useful for Machine Killer to throw them in an Anvilus or a Termite or Rhino or a Scouting fucking Land Raider Proteus, whatever. Put them in something. There's uh, good use for, for the Termite. Machine killer vets. Yeah. It's a cheaper than an anvilus and it could yep. be fluffier in other armies. Uh, so, yeah. Perturabo, Siege Tyrants, Fire After, Termite, Combi Melta Vets, Scorpus Whirlwind, Quad Mortars, uh, Standard Cataphracty Terminators, Pop Carries, Master Signal, and a Lightning. That would be the list of shit I would get in no particular order. To use onslaught but if you were to go the other way with the hammer like because it seems like the only reason he wanted to run onslaught was because i don't even see perturabo petarabo in his original list like, I don't no but it. if he runs onslaught he gets two lords of war and he already owns a fell blade then he could run both perturabo yeah. but i'm just trying Felblade. to figure out i'm trying to figure out why he wants to run onslaught because he didn't have perturabo petarabo in his original list like he just had the fell. Well, blade. he wanted to run it because it gives a fourth heavy support slot, and then he thought hammer would give him a fifth. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know about the fourth. Okay, fair enough. I see what you're doing. Okay, I'm on board now. You're right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Petarabo in a Mastodon if you wanted. Triggered. Everybody triggered. Triggering everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. Take Petarabo in a freaking, what do you call it, a suborbital strike wing so you get a first turn. Petarabo Air Force. Anyway. Yeah. Build that nine flyer Petarabo list. The death. The... Or just take Petarabo and a Shadow Sword. Nah. Petarabo. Yeah, you can do that. Air Force you can take Death Petarabo, his Shadow Sword, and then the Fellblade. With onslaught, and <laughs> then you'll just go to fucking town, boys. 
Snipe, snipers, boys. Uh, okay. So that's going to be it for emails that we have. Email questions. I thought I had one more. Uh, From Spade274. From Spade274. Oh, never mind. I got this guy taken care of. I can read it out if you want. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, go for it. So this dude's name's Matt. He's a longtime listener, longtime heresy player, loves what we do. He says, so I'm looking at some advice when it comes to Adepticon 2019. He says, I was the guy that played Custodes while my friend played Iron Hands. After listening to your guys' Adepticon recap episode and hearing that people did not really want to play against us um, or our list, it disappointed me. I would like to change this, so I would like to ask your advice for list next year um, to basically make it more friendly, whatever. Uh, we have decided to play Trader Side 2019. He says, I want to play Thousand Sons. My friend wants to play Sons of Horus. We have some list ideas we're going to send over for your comments. I just wanted to read this out because this was the guy that when he won most battle points, they were chanting shame, shame, shame in the narrative thing. So instead of being a prick about it and not taking the hint or, you know, saying whatever, he was like, you know what, you know, whatever. People don't like playing against it. I'll fix it. And he's doing the right thing. So I think he should be celebrated for that, to be perfectly fucking honest. So anyway, I've already reached out to Matt here. Super nice dude. We've already talked a few times. He sent me in the list. I haven't had a chance to look over it. We talked a little bit on Thursday and Friday, and he sent me the list this weekend. I just haven't. When I'm on my weekend, I don't typically look at lists and shit. When I go back uh, on Monday next week, I'll look at it and we'll discuss it and figure out something he can do. That'll be fun to play, still be good, that he'll enjoy playing and has a chance to win, um, but won't trigger people, hopefully. Fucking good on you. Good on you, brother. Good on you, buddy. <laughs> That's fight on sight right there if you don't change your ways. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it's it really is good. I mean, it really is that he was, you know, instead of like making excuses or whatever, he just fucking manned up to it and said, Hey, look, if people didn't like it, we're sorry. We'll fix it. Boom. Done. That's all anybody could fucking ask for. Yeah, man. I think once yeah, you realize but- that like people aren't having a good time because of you, like people are willing to change their ways, unless you're from, uh, the great up North, the frozen North, the frozen North. So good on you. Good on you, buddy. Well, and here's the thing, like, their list was definitely rough. I didn't hear any specific complaints. Like, it wasn't like afterwards there was a bunch of people talking or snapping pictures of their army like the other incident. I just that I just didn't feel, and obviously others didn't feel either, that their list was of a level that should have been in a narrative event, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it was very, it looked like it should have been in the competitive event next door. And then it was pretty clear to everybody that looked at it that, hey, this one of those things, it's not like the other type of thing. But no big deal. No harm, no foul. Nobody really cared. They got kind of chanted at, whatever. Fucking, he manned up about it. He's basically apologizing, said he doesn't want that to happen again, and is fixing it. Like I said, there's you can't ask for more than that. So I'd shake his hand. If he was in this room right now, I'd shake his hand. Like a hearty hand. I a, a hearty, hearty, like, strong handshake. 
Good on you, buddy. So that's going to be it for emails, man. That's all we got for the email portion of this episode. So let's get into some lists. Okay, so this comes from powerful Trevor. Uh, actually, I don't think it's Trevor because we read it off last week. I actually think it's just what it said. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so this was actually, yeah, no, it's Trevor. Powerful Trevor. It says, Black Shields list feedback request and accident story payment attached. So we kind of took a loan on this one. We used the story last week, so now we're going to get to the list part. Uh, it says, Hi, Mike and Ryan. I'm a longtime listener. I really do appreciate everything you do for the community. You're both incredibly generous with your time and list help. Uh, that's all Ryan, boys. I don't help out much with lists. <laughs> uh, after building a fully painting, after building and fully painting both Loyalist and Trader Army, I want to give Black Shield a try. I'm thinking of a neutral force that basically exited from the insanity of Civil War and taken up the insanity of pirating and looting. Fuck yeah, that sounds like my exact scenario that I had for uh, General Abel Wolf in my in our uh, Tenebrous War campaign that we had over here. He was just a pirate that didn't give a fuck. Super cool. I had some super cool stuff I gave up for him. Uh, anyway, same page in that one. I'm open to your ideas as I haven't bought any models for the army yet. That said, I do have a desire to include a Cestus Assault Ram. Oh, God. Because I want to get one and paint it. I also figure I can keep it flexible enough to use several rot by wars. I'd like to toggle between Outlander and Chimera. Uh, I'd appreciate your feedback. I am prepared to pay with an accident story. And that was the one where he was in ranger school and the dude got clonked in the head by a 60-pound rucksack that we read last week. Um, and so he gave his 2,500-point list of what he had. Uh he took a Reaver Lord and Artificer Armor with Power Fist, Lightning Claw, Frag and Crack Grenades, Melt Bomb, Zizzle Laser, Cyber Familiar, Rad Grenades, Iron Halo, Jump Pack. He took a Primus Medicay and Terminator Armor. He took a 17-man Marauder Squad. Uh, not riding in anything. He took a 15-man Assault Squad. Uh, then he took one, two, two Apothecaries, nine, ten, nine Terminators, uh, Terminator Sergeant has a chain fist. It looks like there's four chain fists in the unit as well. Then he took a nine man veteran squad, veteran space marine squad. Looks like they're loaded out for combi weapons and they look like they are flamers, pariah flamers. No, no it says combi weapon. Uh, my guess is they're meltas and he just threw one combi, one pariah in there. I guess okay. they could be. Flamers, but they—I don't think you can make a combi pariah flamer. No, I don't think so either. You're right. Uh, then in his fast attack choice, he's taking Envilus Pattern Dreadclaw, and in his heavy support, he's taking a Charybdis and a Cestus. So it looks like a bunch of basic dudes riding around in some pimp ass rides. Uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. What'd you do, Ryan? There's no Terminators, no nothing. Um, Big hitters. Okay. I changed some things around. The, he really wants the Kesta, so I left it in, even though I think it's a fucking terrible. It's one of the worst models in the game. Definitely one of the worst models in the Marine. Hold up, it's Kestis? Is it Kestis? Kestis, Thestis. I don't know what it fucking... I don't know. It's a, Fuck, we're getting it's like shit real, on. Like, I don't... Well, who gives a fuck? 
They don't even know what it is in real life. At least I know what it is in real life. It's a fucking little gauntlet thing that you they used to wear. You could wear like gladiators used to wear them or whatever that has like some spikes on it, like almost like original version of brass. Yeah, stuff. it was some dumb shit some idiot wore in his hand before we had guns. That's yeah. all you need to know. That's okay. all you need to know. Before we manned up and started shooting each other. We're starting using explosions <laughs> to throw metal at each other. Okay, sorry, my bad. I mean, if we could really break it down etymologically if you want, but I don't think anybody wants that. All right, so if he really wants the cestus, cestus, whatever. Yeah, so the, the one thing I was concerned with in his list, I was trying to look here, I think he only had two uh, drop pods. He has the Charybdis, and then he had the, the one Anvilus. So I was concerned about giving him a odd number of pods where you would get two and have one in reserve because right. you're already going to have the the Castus, Cestus, whatever you want to fucking call it, in reserve. And then my guess is he's putting the Terminators in it, I think, um, because the Marauders are more than likely going in the Charybdis since... So I think that's what he was doing because the the Cestus, Cestus, whatever ignores bulky. So he's putting the the nine man Terminators with the Primus Medicae in it, and then he's putting the really big squad in the Charybdis. Is my guess. That being said, you're putting a four hundred and fifty point unit with the character when you start including the character, or actually it's more than that. It's four hundred. What's the character cost? 130 basically a 500 point unit in a 300 point flyer that has to stay in reserve with no reserve manipulation and then when it finally does come in you have to wait around a turn to assault out of it and all that unit is good at is assault uh that was my 2016 adepticon i felt so bad for that word bearers player whose shit did not come on until fourth turn after i had already cleared out the other 1900 points 1800 1900 points of his army and with my full 2500 points and then finally that yeah. rolled on late to the party that then that got you know the Oof. full brunt of my 1250 points to 2000 points i was left over yeah so what i wanted to do my primary goals were to get a unit in the army list that i feel like could actually take advantage of the uh cases. Um, and be useful in it, be more effective earlier in the game, and also way cheaper. So if it doesn't come on till late game, it's not going to hurt you as much. And I also wanted to get another Anvilus in the army so that you would get two pods turn one. So that was my main two goals. And so I had to take some things out and shuffle some things around. So this is what I ended up with. Uh, Reaver Lord with Artificer Armor, Power Fist, Lightning Claw, Digital Laser, Cyber Familiar, uh, Rad Grenades, Iron Halo, and Jump Pack. And he's running around with a 14-man Assault Squad. The Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon. Uh, two of the 13 normal Assault Marines have Power Weapons, and the entire unit has Melt-A-Bombs. So the Reaver Lord will go in there. Then for the second Compulsory Troops Choice... It's a 19-man Marauder unit. Um, all 19 of them, uh, or sorry, eight, all 18 that aren't the chief have shotguns, and then 
or sorry, 15 of them have shotguns, three of them have pariah flamers, and then the chief has a power fist, and they all have chain axes. So they're all going to be chain axe, bolt, pistol, shotgun, except for three of them that have flamers instead of the shotgun, pariah flamers instead of the shotgun, and then the chief just has bolt, pistol, power fist. Um, then for the third troop choice is a 10-man tactical support squad. Um, the sergeant has artificer armor, and all 10 of them just have pariah flamers. Um, and that I bought the additional chainsword and combat blades. And these are the guys that are going to go in his cases to replace those Terminators. Um, then for elites, I dropped the Terminator squad down to just five guys. Um, two of them have chain fist, three of them have power fist, and they have a dedicated Anvilus Dreadclaw. So that's where I got the, the third Anvilus in. Uh, then for the second elite's choice, I have uh, 10... Space Marine veterans, uh, two of them have power weapons, two of them have pariah flamers, the sergeant has artificer armor and power fist, and the entire unit has melt bombs. Um, they're going to go in a anvilist that's just bought as a fast attack choice, so they'll be able to come in, hide for a turn, and then assault out of it, and clamp a bunch of melt bombs on shit, or if it gets shot out from underneath them, or you need to get out, you still can shoot your bolt guns and pariah flamers, whatever. So they're kind of a mixed unit. They kind of uh, all deal with lots of threats type thing. Um, for the third elite slot, I have two apothecaries, one with artificer armor on foot, and it'll go with the 19 marauders. So it'll be 19 marauders plus the apothecary to make a 20-man unit. Um, the other one with a jump pack, it will go in with the assault marines and the reaver lord. And then for heavy support, I have the Castus, which the 10 Pariah Flamer guys will go in. And then the Charybdis, which the 19 Marauders with the Apothecary will go in. Sounds beefy. Kind of reminiscent so, of your list a little bit there. A little bit. So turn one, you'll get the Charybdis coming in with the 19 marauders and the apothecary and then you can either drop in your uh 10 veterans or your five terminators i'd probably do the terminators because the veterans could come in turn two and disembark and you could because you get to pick your veteran ability before the game if you're only going to use them primary assault because they do have some power weapons and melt bombs and all that you could go weapon master if you want to make a more dual purpose you could go sniper so on turn two when they come in you could jump out and sniper rapid fire and then the next turn start assaulting and melt bombing things. Um, and then your jump Marines will probably be starting on the table. So they're going to be moving up the whole time with your Reaver Lord and all that. And then at some point your case, will come in, but at least with the flamer guys on the turn, it comes in, you could choose to deep strike it. If you deep strike, deploy it on the first turn, it comes in, you can jump out and shoot something with 10 pariah flamers, which is fucking pretty deadly right away. You're not waiting around for a whole turn. And also that flamer unit's like 195 points as opposed to 500 points that you were putting in it before. Damn. That is a mean-ass unit. Please take 80 fucking saves. Yeah. And if you do have them on the board for a turn where they've waited around, I gave them the additional close combat weapons and shit so you can uh, get out of the flyer 
flame the shit out of something and their assault weapons and then immediately assault in and clean up whatever's left with still 30 attacks on the charge with your extra close combat weapons. Nasty. So, anyway, that's that list. So, I, it's pretty much intact. It's pretty similar to what he had. I just kind of, you know, like I said, I, I wanted to fit that extra pod in there and then fit some type of unit in there that made more sense to go in the assault ram as far as usability. I dig it. I have no complaints. Like I said, it kind of reminds me of your list. Those beefy-ass fucking Strength 10 Terminators running around beating the shit out of stuff. Yeah. Pretty mean. So, next list comes from Reese. Uh, it's titled ED Fishing Accident. So, we already, once again, we took a... Yeah. We took a story pre-bought, uh, but this came from Reese says, what up guys? Only recently started listening to the podcast and I'm loving it so far. I currently have some Mechanicum, Legio, Cybernetica stuff and would like some advice on what I can do to make a decent 2,500 point list. Uh, in exchange, I have a fishing accident story. Uh, the bottles I currently own are one Magos, one Magos on a Bant, one Scoria, Five Mauler, Bolter, Castellax, two Darkfire, Castellax, six Thalax, ten Thralls, one Arlatax, one Thanatar, one Knight of Trapos, one Knight Lancer, two Games Workshop Knights, fully fucking magnetized. Uh, I'm not opposed to buying new models for the list. So, uh, what'd you do, Ryan? Just toss those all into a list and shake with uh, some Shake and Bake? Yeah, that's pretty much all you have to do with Cybernetica. But I wanted to make it a little cooler than that. So I wanted to build a Cybernetica list that was all Cybernetica. Because if you notice, he's got some Thalax in here and some Thralls in here and the the Knights and all that. Which, not that those are bad. Those are definitely all good models. But I like wanted to do a Cybernetica list that was nothing but uh, uh, automated. So what I did is I... I got an uh, Archmagos Dominus, which is the special Archmagos that's Cybernetica only. Um, and he's got a Mastercrafted Power Weapon, Augury Scanner, Cyber Familiar, Machinator Array, Graviton Gun, and then he's put on an Abayant, so he can use his Magos on Abayant model. Then I have another Magos Dominus for the second HQ with just a Mastercrafted Power Weapon and a Cyber Familiar. He can use his... Magos model that he has. Then for his third HQ, I have the same thing. Another Magos Dominus with Mastercrafted Power Weapon, Cyber Familiar. So he'll have to buy another Magos. Uh, for troops, the first compulsory troops choice, you have to take uh, Castellax units for Cybernetica. I'm pretty sure they have to be at least too strong. Is that correct? Can we look that up? Uh, yeah, Ryan. It is two Legion of Steel... Uh, Castlex must each be at least two Castlex model strong. Okay, so. that's good. So I don't have to rewrite this list on the fly. When I did this list, I was at, uh, I was doing something where I didn't have access to my book, and I was just doing it on my phone from memory. So, but I was pretty sure I was correct. So for the first troops choice, um, I'm going to use his two Darkfire Castlex. So it's two Castlex with Darkfire cannons. Both of them have power blades, and both of them have enhanced targeting arrays, which is the thing that shits all over 
cover saves. Um, and one of the Magos Dominuses, the, the basic bitch ones, the 95-point ones, will go in this Castlex unit. Or no, it won't. I lied. Scratch that. Um, one will go in the next unit. So in the next, so the next troops choice is another unit of three Castellax battle automata. Uh, they each have, or two of those have the power blades, and one of them has a siege wrecker, and then the other guys, and then they all have the Mauler bolt cannon, which is what he has. So one of the, the basic bitch Magos Dominuses will go in that unit. Um, so then for the next two troops choices, I took two little four man squads of. Skill Axe Guardian Automata. Um, I like these guys. They're cheap. They're still two wound dudes. Um, each of the four-man squads has a Graviton gun. It's just, it's relentless haywire. It's not a lot, but they're the only things that you can take that's an Automata that can score. They're the only Automata that have scoring. Um, and they're cool models. Um, and it's just another two little, like, backfield units, things you can score with, grab objectives with. They look neat. Uh, Cybernetica and Mechanicum, uh, a lot of people see them as kind of cheesy and overpowered anyway. This sort of softens the list a little bit. You're, you know, you're taking all this other scary shit. I know people say these aren't any good or whatever. I don't think they're that bad. Um, they're not, when compared to the other Mechanicum units, they're definitely not the all-star unit, but I promise you, you'll be all right. Take a few squads of them. It's not going to fucking kill you. Your other shit more than makes up for it. Promise you. Uh, for fast attack, I have a single Vulture X. Um, the guy doesn't need any fucking war gear. Just take a Vulture X. Um, that'll be your anti-flyer. You just need one. Promise. Uh, for fast attack, I got a unit of five Vorax. Uh, all five of them have the biocursive ammunition. He doesn't own... These Scalax or Voltrax or Vorax, these are all things you'll have to buy, which he said he was fine with buying models. Um, then for heavy support, I have a unit of two Thanatars. So you run them both in a unit. Uh, this is where your Arc Magos on the Abayan will go. The idea is you'll walk the Thanatar slowly forward while dropping the mortars on people. And then when you make it close to them, you can still assault because they're on the assault, I think they're still like three or four attacks a piece at strength 10 AP two. And then the Magos is pretty good in close combat as well. So it's like a pretty decent assault unit while marching forward and throwing plasma fucking everywhere. And then, um, one of the Magos Dominuses goes with the Vorax, which can outflank and shoot the shit out of stuff. And then assault things should be pretty good. And then the other Magos Dominus goes with the three Castellax that'll once again, slowly walk forward, shoot things and then assault when they can. And then the two Castellax with Darkfire Cannons can kind of hang back behind them and shoot over them with their uh, uh, fucking Darkfire Cannons, ignoring or really shitting all over your cover save and all that, but still being in range of the uh, bubble of the guy attached to the other unit. And then the Skill Axe Guardian Automata, they have a huge range. I think it's like 24 inches or whatever for control range on them. So they can pretty much run around whatever and they'll be your objective grabbers. And then between the three guys that all have the cybernetica cortexes or have the cortex controllers, the one guy's outflanking. So he's already going to be on your opponent's side of the board. And then your other two are going to be slowly walking forward. You can kind of put them on opposite sides of the table. Your vulture axe should be able to fly racetracks. 
around the table and always be in cortex controller range, no problem. Yep. Just stay, so, just position it right, you'll be fine. And so this entire list is nothing but automata and then the three dominuses to control them. You got one vulture axe, two thanatar, five vorax, eight skill axe, five castellax. So I feel like you get all the different automatas in there, except for the owl attacks, arl attacks. Um, if you wanted to, you could dump one of the thanatars and throw an owl arl attacks in, or however the fuck you say, whatever the tax, the thalax, tax, taxi tax. Anyway, uh, you could fit them all in there if you really wanted to. But I felt like this had, this list had a ton of variety. It looked really cool, fucking painted up, and I think it's really super themey. Yeah, it's a beefy list, man. I don't see... I mean, you're just going to have to trudge forward, but I think that's pretty much every cybernetical list out there. That's just how it plays. But, I mean, as well, soon as you... got the Volt Vorax fast to shoot forward to take out tanks and flyers, whatever, threaten that shit. Yeah. And then the Vorax are going to be outflanking to kind of kind of get them in between that hammer and anvil type thing. And also, if they have quads with Phosphex or whatever like that, you can come in from outflank and shoot them with all that poison ammo and just get the fuck rid of them. So you, your foot sogging guys aren't threatened by it as, for as long. Yeah, you just need your Volturax to get in there, take care of anything that's outranging you and just murking you as and you're you walking forward. And you have plasma Thanatar to do that as well, like to be a counter battery. It's strength 8, large blast, reroll successful cover saves. It's AP2. So it'll smash apart those lightly armored... Uh, artillery tanks and also fry quad mortars or anything like that that are annoying for show definitely yeah <laughs> well all right so that's it that's all we got for lists i mean there, there, of course there's more lists but you know that's all we're doing this episode yeah, we got more. I got more in. I've already done some. I've emailed some people. I've already gotten there. Some other ones I just haven't gotten to yet. Uh, I should have all the lists that we've gotten that we haven't went over yet. All of them should be done uh, by the end of the week, and everybody will have them either emailed to them or they've been read on the show. So we should be good to go. Perfect. Be all caught in. Ah. <sighs> So that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Uh, once again, if you guys want to get in contact with us, uh, our emails are michael at warmer30k.com, Derek at warmer30k.com, Scott at warmer30k.com, and Ryan at warmer30k.com. Uh, as well, if you want to leave us a voicemail, we do have a voicemail line that you definitely heard this episode. That's 209-RFI-30K0. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, call in, we'll gladly play it on air uh anything that you say um as well if you're an international listener and the idea of spending your precious precious long distance on an international call doesn't really tickle your fancy uh we have a number of listeners that record their message and play it for and we they'll email it to us so they'll record it we'll email and they'll email it to us and we'll play it off of there so if that seems like a better option for you feel free to uh, take that option uh, as well. We do have a Facebook, of course, Radio Fritz Van on Facebook. You can go check us out there or rfi30k.com. As well, if uh, you want to support the podcast, we do have a Patreon that gets you into a Crusader host is what we call it. It's a 
chat and Facebook page that we get everybody into. It never shuts up. It goes on forever and ever and ever. And people who get into it don't realize what level of heresy is going on in there. And other things. It's actually pretty wild. Recently, there's just been a bunch of like bear meme taggings like i don't know oh, yeah. what's going on. i don't know perfect <laughs> it's like what i've been jockeying for every episode <laughs> i've ever been on <laughs> that's been my whole goal this time so yeah we ship this to a bear podcast so for as little as one dollar an episode you can get the funness that is the crusader host and we just recently sent out patches for our guys so that was cool yeah um other than that, boys. Oh, we also have an Instagram. We're like crawling up there to the thousand subscribers. I think we should probably do some sort of cool giveaway or something because we're creeping up there, boys. Huh? Pizza party. We're almost yeah, we'll to five thousand likes on Facebook. Can you believe that? We're like really close. Like, look how close it is. Uh, I believe. I last just want to clarify. I'm not saying we give out a pizza party. I'm just saying we have a pizza party. <laughs> we personally have a pizza party. We will. 4,930 likes right now. As of this recording. No, 4,929 likes, actually. We lost one in the time that I was refreshing. Oh, Son oh of no. Bitch. Who was he? Ah. <laughs> Where'd he come from? Where'd he go? So, yeah, we've come from a little baby podcast up into a big, strong, big boy podcast. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Nobody really. Maybe maybe six thousand. We might start covering dust or something. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're not (laughs) bears, maybe. Uh just like to turn in my two weeks notice. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Radio Free Instagram Heresy Reborn podcast. You're gonna know something funny. So I was watching UFC two twenty three this weekend. And the guy in the main event, Khabib, is from a place called Dagestan in Russia. And he has this beard, right? And all of his friends have beards as well, like his whole entire entourage. And I was looking at this guy, and I was like, if Ryan was a part of that entourage, he would look 100% at home. Like, they're all just these bearded, dark-haired dudes. I was like, man, why, why, why are you not there? I'm like not there supporting your country. I'm like one one thousandth as tough as a Dagestani, so I think I could pull those guys. Also, smile I smile way too much. Um, I like women way too much. You never see those guys. It's always a giant fucking sausage party. They never found any chick. Um, they all dress like they shopped at like fucking. You know, like Walmart in the eighties or some shit. Like, <laughs> Eastern European tracksuits. <laughs> yeah. Adidas. <laughs> you go to a event, you must wear your Adidas. <laughs> special special tracksuit. Special special event tracksuit. <laughs> Always match. Always match jacket and <laughs> So Alright guys. Uh we will kick it to some music. And see y'all guys next week. From the time he was born, 
The only things he got from growing up were the will to fight and hatred. There was never anyone to love him. No one. That's why I wanted to save him. I thought I could. But I was wrong. He looked at me like... Like he'd never known me. There was no recognition at all. 